here we are. Awesome. Yes. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What a week. What a week, especially for you. But what a week. <laughs> yeah. This is a week that I'm like, why do I have a podcast? <laughs> And not, it, of course, not because of right. You know, not because you don't want to talk about the ex- the content the, the of which we talk about. Yeah, yeah. It's just the time right. that it takes. Yes, because this is our <laughs> hobby. This does not generate income for us. So no, it doesn't. And which is my job that yeah. does generate income is kicking my butt. So well, I think stop. yesterday I was Listen, just overwhelmed. Just, yeah. What? what? Well, I was going to tell you, stop being such a good employee and getting promotions. Gosh, I know. Freaking. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> you guys, seriously, think- like Ashley's gotten like three promotions in the last like year and a half. She's like superstar, superstar teacher. <laughs> I <laughs> slash just- administrator slash everything. <laughs> And she'll never brag about it for herself, so I'm doing it for her. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I like my job, and I'm excited about my department and the stuff that we're going to do. But it – and, like, I had to work over the summer, which I've never really had to do. And it was a lot of preparation for the school year so that once everything gets going – it's easier for us. And we've already kind of seen the fruit of that labor, which has been really cool. Yeah. Um, But then on the other hand, Mm -hmm. (laughs) yesterday, I think it really hit me. Oh my gosh, look at all of this stuff that I have to get done um, in with like in the next month, basically. So, because we have to run this whole enrollment thing for our program Mm -hmm. that it that's a whole thing in and of itself. Plus I have my rostered families that I have to take care of. It's just like a lot. And then I was telling Kristen, I have something like 14 hours of training I have to get done too. She, yeah. She was just telling me that before I hit the record button. <laughs> so it's just the whole time management and mm-hmm. like really figuring out just, just getting it all done yeah. and how to do it manageably and mm-hmm. in a way where I'm not crazy overwhelmed. Right. So because, yeah, you can't I, avoid all stress, but you can avoid some of it. Right. Yeah. And, and I can try to manage my time, my time, excuse me, mm-hmm. in such a way that it's better or a little yeah. easier. Yeah. So I'm. I'm just trying to trying to do that. After after I was I think I was just texting. I shouldn't have I should have waited to text you because I was like super super stressed and I feel like I was like vomiting all that on but, you. But that's okay. <laughs> but yeah, but listen, we both do that. Mm-hmm. And we both have known each other long enough to know like not one ounce of that did I take personally or like you were like I you were just stressed with work stuff and right, like right. and I'm literally halfway across the country right now. So it's yeah. not like I physically could see or know what you were in the middle of. And I probably texted because it just occurred to me like, oh, we're two hours ahead or I am. We're two hours apart right now, time zone wise. So I was like, let me figure out like what time frame she wants to do tomorrow. And so like I texted Ashley right. and was like, when do you want to record? And it, I didn't know it was like right in the midst of her trying to figure all this other right. stuff out. So she's <laughs> like, uh... <laughs> I know. I Here's was the million things I have going on. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, 
Um, but I'm a just, lot calmer today. <laughs> well, good. I, you know what? Honestly, I, I mean, and mine was different. Not, I don't even want to call it stress because it's, it's really stupid and like a first world problem because, you know, I'm in Tennessee right now. I'm helping my mom get settled. I told you guys all this last week, settled into their right. new house. My cousin's out. She wasn't when we recorded last week, but she is, my cousin's out because my aunt and uncle live here and I haven't seen her in a long time. So we've been spending time together and she flew home today. I fly home tomorrow. So she, we were like trying to hang out and spend as much time as possible together yesterday. Mm-hmm. And then like we, they wanted to play a game last night and I was like, of course I'm not going to say no. I'm not, when am I going to see all of them right. much less together? Like I've seen my aunt and uncle sometimes. I've seen my cousin a few years back, but I haven't seen them like all together. So of course right. I'm going to stay and like play games and hang out at their house and stuff. But I was texting right. Ashley and I was like, I haven't even started the episode. <laughs> and it was like already after 9 PM when we were like starting the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't get home till like after midnight last night, but I will say having the wonderful subs from our sub angel helped immensely um so much easier to watch yeah and it was funny because i was telling ashley well we can just kind of like breeze through this episode when we talk about it tomorrow but then i was like as i was watching i was like you know i really do i really did love this episode like i loved this episode episode. it was a very good episode um and we just got a lot of good little nuggets of things Mm -hmm. so yeah, I I I feel like I'm in a completely different mood too. I think I was just more stressed about getting it all properly watched so that we could like talk about it. Right. And I was thinking and, like And same same with yeah. me. It was like I had just finished a long meeting that I wasn't anticipating it that it would go long. Oh. And then I'm like I still have to make dinner. I still have to watch mm-hmm. the episode. I still <laughs> And then you text me and I was like, "I don't know when we're going to record. <laughs> I have so much to do." Uh-huh. <laughs> And then Eric was like, do you want to go to the gym? And I was like, I have a terrible attitude right now. <laughs> but I told him, uh, I was like, I I was like, I probably should though. I was going to say, did you wind up? Because I was like, it probably would have helped. It legitimately helped me. I, I Endorphins. Went. Exercise well, gives and you I endorphins. told him, I was like, I was like, I probably should, but I really don't want to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just had a horrible attitude. But I was like... I was like, it would probably do me good because mm-hmm. I'm so freaking stressed out. So we went and I like pounded it out on the treadmill and nice. some weights. And I was like, oh, okay, I feel so much better now. <laughs> good. So there really is something to mm-hmm. managing stress with exercise. Guys. Yeah. I know it's something that is spoken, mm-hmm. but it – You got to it, live it out. It's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that definitely helped me. Good. I'm glad. Well, um, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad we both woke yeah. up differently today because I really was I like, know, man, are too. we going to be on the struggle bus through this entire episode? Like, I felt like right. we were kind of on the struggle bus last week. Right. I mean, we were <laughs> – right. we did – I feel like we did okay because, it, again, it, it was mm-hmm. a good episode. It wasn't – it had nothing to do with the episode itself. It just was like right. the the – the out both of us are just you're finding a new routine i'm outside of my typical routine right now and it just it kind of reflects in that so um i mean all that being all that being said you guys we may or may not have kind of random scheduling for the rest of the series um right i mean obviously we're going to shoot to be as consistent as possible but with ashley's new work schedule and that like we just might we just I'm pretty sure we'll still get the episodes out before the next one airs, but yeah. it just might be different days, um, just depending on scheduling. So just bear with us yep. for that. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. But just to give you a little heads up. And then I did have anyway. a quick corrections corner. Oh. Um, well, not corrections. I guess more clarification. Last week when we were like, yeah, and Karem just like quit and it's so oh, overwhelming. Yeah. Well, I realized the second – like I realized like mm-hmm. literally the second we were done recording and then people pointed it out on Twitter after they listened to the episode, which I appreciate, yeah. is that it's be- – and I remembered. We just didn't talk about it. We didn't remember when – neither one of us remembered while we were recording. Yeah. But it was I just that totally he heard her on the phone calling someone Janam. Mm-hmm. So he thinks like basically she was stringing him along. She must have someone, and so his little right. heart is broken, right. um, and that's why he quit. So, which then makes way more sense. All of his scenes and stuff in this week's episode. Yes. So I just wanted yeah. to, I wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, we um, both usually one of us will remember something. Yeah, like that, and we both totally forgot. No, we were just off our game <laughs> last week. So, yeah. um, and then they're filming the finale this week. I mean, it doesn't air Aww. until like September 8th or 7th, whatever that Wednesday is. Because, you know, they've okay. been ahead of schedule. But right. I'm pretty sure they like started the finale this week. Or they might even actually be finishing filming like on thir- – like Thursday might be like the last day of filming. Wow. So nothing's been like officially released. But just like based on like all the cast when they got the script, like posted mm-hmm. it on Instagram. And it had, you know, volume 13 for season two finale Aww. with with Aisha's name on it. And I was like, I can't tell you the – like not that I – I mean not that I doubted, but because we've been down this road I before, I was I like know. kind of partially holding my breath like – are we going to get to keep her the entire time? Is she going to get to write the finale? Like, is she going to get to finish this? Right. Um, and so, yeah, seeing her name with Denise and Malek, like, I almost did, like, a virtual exhale. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, whatever it is, whatever the finale is, she's writing it. She's finishing the story she started. Like, I'm so happy about it. Um. So, yeah, so they were all filming, but then, like, they all mysteriously, like, deleted them very quickly. So I don't know if they were told, like, hey, don't do that. Like, um. Oh, yeah, maybe they got in trouble. uh Uh-huh. Like, maybe (laughs) production was like, hey, don't bring morale down because people are, like, depressed on the timeline and there's still, like, a month of episodes (laughs) left. I don't know. (laughs) But the thing is, it's it's out there because, of course, people screenshot and all of that. So. Well, and people are – it's it's logical that they're sure. eventually going to be shooting the final yeah episode anyway. yeah so just it just yeah it cracked me up but I was like oh like we're we're getting there we've got we're in the final after this after this we're in the final five episodes like that's crazy 48 49 50 51 52 yeah five episodes so that's so weird to think about I know especially because last did summer you, go ahead did you hear the rumor no. About after they're finished. That oh, that they're coming to the States? Yes. To okay. So <laughs> we don't usually talk too much gossipy, like, Hong care stuff here. I mean, I know we like. Right, 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 we, right. You know, we revel in their cuteness and all that. But I wasn't sure. I wanted to bring it up. But I was like, oh, do I'm like, are we going to talk about no, that? But I mean, this is relevant to us as but Americans. Yes, I know. Specifically Californians. Because yes. we know that Karem They'll has be a lot in of LA. in California. Yes, they'll be LA. in LA at some point. I mean, I know like his family's in Texas. But I mean, they're going to wind up in LA. They're actors, right? Right. So I'm and like. And I mean, so is this the opportunity for us to be able to interview them? Like, is this. <laughs> Listen. You see me shooting, uh-huh. shooting for the moon. Shooting our shot. <laughs> Listen, Kate, if if any of our listeners 
have any type of five degrees of separation connection and just want to pass the be. and want to pass the message along to Honda and Karem that mm-hmm. we would love to chat about the show with them. We would love to chat about their careers with them. We would love to mm-hmm. chat about like what's next um, professionally for them. Um, we will not dig into their personal lives. We will not ask about their relationship um, because they are two individual people who are very interesting and have plenty of things to share and experiences to tell us about. So, yeah, that would be. I like, mean, we might ask a couple questions, like like fun questions, because it's out. Fun, you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Fun but questions. Like like I there there are lines. Yes. And, and we would not cross those lines. Absolutely. But like if I were being interviewed with Eric, I would expect people to ask us questions about our relationship, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. I'm just saying we would be respectful, but maybe we would also have a little fun and like silly, silly stuff. I agree. Anyway. All right. That's fair. Yes. We would be respectful. <laughs> we, would not be in, we would not be invasive. Let's just put it that right. way. Right. Yeah. We would not be invasive. So um, anyway, that would just be so fun. But honestly, even just like be. randomly, I mean, I don't know how the chance – California is a very big state and LA is I a know. very big area. But if we were to happen to just run into them at a coffee shop, can you imagine? Like what if my dream actually – remember my dream I had last year yes. where I was like he was just in a coffee shop with his best friend Matt like – and I just happened to walk in and see that. Like, what if that actually, like, manifests? Like, what if I was having a – what do they call it when you dream something that's going to happen? A premonition? A premonition? Yes. <laughs> what if that was a premonition? Well, inshallah. <laughs> Keshke. Oh, my gosh. So, anyways, we could probably spend a whole podcast talking, talking about that. But I know. We, I'm talking about won't. how stressed I am and how much stuff I have to do. And I'm like, let's talk about let's, them coming to California. Let's talk about home care coming to the States. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, so, yeah. All good things come to an end, but it's also clearly opening doors and other things for them that are going to be great. So, um, it'll yeah. be fun. It'll be fun to see where they both, where they both kind of head and, um, and wind up. So, um, let me think. I don't think I have any more housekeeping or announcements. Okay. I don't. So, so no. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's pick up then. Let's dive in. Um, we don't quite pick up where we left off, which I totally predicted this last oh, week. Oh, yeah. There so is no way. I was not even in the slightest bit disappointed because here's the thing. That morning after snuggly, adorable, mm-hmm. like cute, bantery scene, I loved it. I loved yeah. it. Um, because, you know, we we he he's waking her up with a rose. It's clearly the mm-hmm. next morning. And... I love it because the second she wakes up and she's so smiley and sweet and her little good night, and he's still kind of braced for impact because he's like, yeah. I didn't know what I was going to wake up to. Like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, are you okay? And he's like, well, I was bracing for like when you first wake up and getting the smiles, but then also like screaming and freaking out. Like, do you regret last night? And she's like... I'm fully awake and there is no yelling and throwing of things. Why would there be? No, I don't regret this. Like, I just, I loved that whole thing because, you know, he, um, he, she's just all in. She is like, listen, like, 
I can't actually live without you. And even when I would run Mm -hmm. away from you, when I would come back, if I came back and you weren't here, I'd be heartbroken. Like, and even if I send you away, like, it's, you know, she's just making it very clear, like, I'm Luke Danes. I am all in. We Mm -hmm. are, we are doing this. And no regrets, just sweet little good morning kisses. And it was funny because in the fragment, all of us were like, why the heck is that room bare? Like, there's nothing in the room. Mm-hmm. Well, he, well, then he winds up saying, like, oh, yeah, I woke yeah. up so early and I removed all the sharp all objects. The sharp objects. Or anything that could be thrown or used as a weapon. So I thought that and was hilarious. And then he hilarious. was prepared to beg and all this oh, stuff. Oh, my gosh. And, and then she's kind of like, oh, I'm sad that I didn't make you beg a little. <laughs> what would you have said? <laughs> oh, my gosh. But I love it because he's just like, I would have said, like, please don't be mad. Like, don't go. Like, I love you. Please forgive me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do like that she does point out, like, well, I – because, you know, she's – she is a florist at heart. She mm-hmm. is – she loves She loves tending to her gardens and this. And so I just love that she's like, well, I would have loved it if you hadn't picked the rose. Like basically left it in the pot or in the soil. Um, mm-hmm. But we all know he's been bringing her a rose every day. But um, not only does she um, forgive him – well, she basically says like, I can't do life without you. My mind is with you. My soul is with you. So even if I run away from you – um, I'm panicked when I return and you're not there. And that's when he like shoves it. He like puts his hand over her whole face and he's like, am I dreaming? And he, I, I love, love how his that. whole hand like engulfs I, her face. I loved him this whole scene because it felt so, it felt very authentic yes. to what they've been through and him yes. kind of be, being very cautious and not really sure how to approach her on yes. this. And like, oh, so you... You don't regret last night. Like mm-hmm. everything is okay. I'm. I didn't need to remove those sharp, sharp objects. We're. I, I'm gonna start calling you my girlfriend now. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're my. You're my safe Gilim. Yes. Yeah. And, and so yeah. And he's like yeah. So when he's like I'm really not dreaming. And she says no, no. And then I do love this because she says forgive me as well because this man's been working for her forgiveness this entire season. Right. And so she says, forgive me as well. I hid Kiraz from you. And since mm-hmm. you've shown up, I've been running hot and cold, which is mm-hmm. true. Um, and we've yeah. already explained why we understood why she was being that way. Um, mm-hmm. And so she says, let's truly forget what's happened, whatever happened. It's in the past. Um, this love is both of ours. Mm-hmm. And he repeats ours. And she says, I see how hard you've tried to save our relationship and I want to try too. So we're pretty much starting with, you know, a fresh slate, as fresh as it can be between two people right. who have this much history between them. But we're right. on we're on an even playing field here. Like she's basically saying, yeah. I'm meeting you in the middle here. Like you've been trying and making this effort. You've been trying to earn my forgiveness, but I also need your forgiveness. I also mm-hmm. need to put in the effort. Um and she's finally ready and willing and going and trusting him to the point that, yeah, we're doing this now. And I just want to yeah. point out, which I already pointed out, we have five episodes left. But we have five episodes left, you guys. And they are married. Like, I know we have the new episode hasn't aired yet. But, I mean, barring, like, you know, a giant anvil dropping in the middle of the wedding, 
they're going to be married next episode, yeah. like actually married. So we're going to see them like facing this this upcoming stuff, whatever the next five episodes has, we're going to get to see it to, together. Like we've already been getting domestic Ed Sarah, not obviously not in a romantic way and, you know, we're there together, but we've been getting domestic Ed Sarah for a few episodes now. Um, mm-hmm. They We've been getting parent Ed Sarah you know, since the, well, at least one half of them since the beginning of the season, Sarah Con more the last few episodes. And now we're getting married, Ed Sarah, with their family. And we still have five episodes left. It's not the last 15 minutes of the finale. It's like, honestly, whatever's coming, I'm here for it because they're married and they're facing it together. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. So anyhow, um, So then this is when he is like, you know, I can call you my girlfriend now. And she says, yes, you can. And he says, great, you can call me uh, Save Gailim as well. And she says, we'll see. And he's like, well, I think you can. And they just kind of are really cute. And he gives her more of those like, I love all those little short kisses right in a row, short, quick kisses. Like he's just like Mm -hmm. holding her and snuggling her. Like you said, it just felt, it felt very authentic. Like it just felt, it felt very authentic. Um, So that is our opening scene. And then we get mm-hmm. to move on to Aidan in her yeah. drama. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I'm honestly sick of seeing so much of her on screen. Mm-hmm. I know that I we know. don't really have a choice. Yeah. But it's like, this is not your story. So whatever. Yeah. Um, anyway, she's freaking out because of the whole message thing um i fair and safety are trying to cheer her up blah 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 who cares mm-hmm. um and then we get a really cute scene where sarah surprises Ida with these cute little old nostalgic motorcycles like heads or something yeah. yeah she called them nostalgic motorcycles and i'm like i guess that's what they uh, are they're yeah. like little Little motorcycles or electric bikes or something with an overlay of an old looking car. Like Volkswagen van kind of a thing. Yeah. They're yeah. really cute. But she and loves they them. Right around like children, <laughs> which is so funny. He rolls up his sleeves and that he's was the off best. his muscles. <laughs> and he it's i I liked this because, you know, they were we we know they're big on kind of the bantering and mm-hmm. and having attitude with each other and even how Eda kind of will uh, mess with him like she does this whole episode with him asking for kisses and she doesn't yes. really ever uh, give in or give him the kisses right or him saying you can call me Sev Gilliam and she's like we'll see oh yeah um, that was totally episode twelve when he's trying to troll her into tell to admitting she loves him kiss him yes. at work all that yes yes I love exactly it. so back to kind of the the classic Ed Sayer and how they I, I I I always enjoy relationships like that when they're yeah. they can mess with each other and they'll they'll kind of banter. Um but they're talking about announcing it to everybody mm-hmm. and he is um he wants to tell everybody and shout it from the rooftops <laughs> and she, of course, thinks that everybody's going to be so shocked and they're going to be so surprised that they're together. These which I'm two. like, oh, honey. <laughs> you two really have been in your own little bubble, haven't you? Yeah, honestly. <laughs> but um, 
they're kind of just riding around and having fun and he ends up handing her the phone because he's like oh look my mom called here you listen to the voicemail Mm -hmm. (laughs) i I don't want to deal with her so he hands it over and edda is the one who ends up finding out the truth about um kimabe Mm -hmm. and serkan and i think this was good in that he didn't find out within a voicemail because mm-hmm. that would have been absolutely horrible. I mean, this is totally on brand for Idon. I just want to point that out. It's oh, so yeah. on brand she's for a, her. She's an absolute coward. Yes. But I, yeah, like you said, I'm so glad Edda wound up being the one hearing it and being like, yeah, yeah we're not going about it this way. You're going to tell your son, like in person. Um, yeah, because she basically is, uh, tells Serkan, hey, because uh, Serkan's saying, Let's go get Kiraz. We'll bring her back. We'll have, you know, we'll ride around on these. We'll show her her surprise and we'll have a great day together. But Edda is thinking, okay, I need to handle this now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she she's pretty calm about it and she just kind of gets her gets her way and is like, "Look, I'll I'll just go. I'll go grab her. I'll bring her back and then we'll have a wonderful day." That way she can have the opportunity to talk to Idon and tell her uh, you're not going to screw your head on straight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Which is good. And she ends up going and explaining to Idon. And, you know, props to Edda because she's very empathetic towards Idon. She and is far more gracious than that woman deserves. She's incredibly gracious. And I mean, to be fair, Idon did just find out. So it's not like she's been withholding this information for a while. Right. So that's at least a little better than waiting five years to tell people about her boyfriend, Kimal. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Ida is kind of like, look, I was able to stand in front of Serkan and look mm-hmm. him in the eyes and tell him. And there's – and now I can I can be proud of that. Like there's no yeah. shame in in what happened because I was able to just be – honest with him and forthright and she she tells her you know no one else understands you better than me i mean it it took me five years you obviously have seen that yeah so i i think this was good for their relationship too yeah for idon to start having a little sympathy and empathy for edda yes because i and i think we saw that during this episode Mm -hmm. that she's coming back around to edda and you know, getting back to the the old Idon who was impressed with Ida yeah. and how she can charm anybody. And, you know, she talks about how Kiraz is, is her uh, mother's daughter and yes. all that kind of stuff. Yes. Um, but, yeah, she basically tells <laughs> Idon. To woman up and yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yes, I love that. So in the in the midst of all this happening – we got a few scenes where Kimal is being adorable with the kids. Like, they just love him. Um, Can I just say that this, like, made the episode for me. Yes! Kimal with Kiraz and with John. Every one of those scenes, I was like, this is the cutest thing. I know. I Like, I loved the Ed Sarah stuff. But yes. this, this almost won out for me because it, it was so stinking cute. It was just precious. And, like, Sinan has posted, like, some behind the scenes on his stories and stuff, like, with him and the kids. Like, it's just clear there's a really sweet, like, I don't want to call it chemistry. That sounds funny since they're kids. But, like, there's just, like, a bond yes, that's I think there bond good. beyond just what 
the script is telling them to do, which is, I think, what makes these scenes so much sweeter. Like, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, bravo for him because, like, you know, he Kim always, like, a silver fox, but then, like, he also shifts gears into this, like, look at what an adorable grandpa I am, right. too. Like, right. so, yeah, he's... I like it. So cute. So, you know, he's flying a kite with the kids and he's like, what should we call it? And at first John's like, let's call it a UFO. And Kiraz is like, <laughs> a UFO needs to be big enough for aliens to live inside of it. This is not a UFO. So they wind up deciding to call it I Dead It, which thank you so much again to our sub angel for explaining that because on my first watch with, you know, just the regular subs when they first dropped on Wednesday night, um, I obviously, I was just like, okay, they just, you know, came up with a name for it. They're calling it Grandpa because of Kimal, which that mm-hmm. that could have been a part of what was in their heads when they did it. But right. again, it's like the double, um, not entendre, but um, basically like that's kind of a common name for kids to refer to the moon. So it was kind right. of a cute thing with double meaning. So I was like, oh, mm-hmm. well, you learn something new every day. So the kids call moon, call the moon basically Grandpa Moon or Moon Grandpa right. um, really cute. in Turkey. So. I thought that was adorable. So they're just having fun with that. Um, I, Don, and Safi also f- kind of figure out it's Barack who is causing all of this right. mel- uh, melodrama. Melodrama. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> a play on words there for us. <laughs> um, and so, and I, Don, actually kind of gives, tries to give her encouragement, you know, and mm-hmm. it winds up with a hug between. I love how she's like, she's hugged Safi, but then she's like, can't. Melo's like, can I hug you too? Like, we've <laughs> right. kind of been through a lot. And she's like, yes, of course. So it's kind of a sweet moment. Um, I said, Idon, you're still not redeemed in my eyes, but this was a good moment for you. <laughs> um, for sure. So all this stuff, you already kind of talked about Edda telling her. Um, so she, Idon does wind up calling both the guys to come and sit. She has to talk to them. Of course, Sarkhan just thinks this, you know, whatever is about to be said is a ploy to get him to, like, spend more time with his mom's boyfriend, all this stuff. Because he's still having a hard time swallowing the fact that they've been in a relationship for five years. And she didn't tell him when she had ample opportunity several times to do so. So, Mm -hmm. but of course, this is more than anything he could possibly imagine. And she, she... I mean, she just – she doesn't tell them the dang time. She builds them the whole clock. She takes forever to spit it out. Gosh, yeah. But she eventually does. Both of them are computing it in their brains. And then they both realize, like, oh, you're saying I have a son. And he's like, oh, you're saying this dude is my dad. Uh-huh. Like, not the man and, I mm-hmm, grew up thinking yeah, was my Sir dad. Khan has the biggest turtle face ever. This <laughs> Every time Kimal is brought up, he <laughs> – <laughs> the face they make <laughs> kills me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, but she she draws it out and mm-hmm. Sirkon is essentially in denial. Yeah. And, and who like, can blame him? Yeah. Like I'm basically this we're basically the same age as this dude. Imagine. Imagine. Like Yeah, that would be crazy. Yes. So, yeah. you know, he gets to storm out and be in denial and be like, yeah, this mm-hmm. didn't happen. This isn't happening. Goodbye. And yeah, drag his wife – or not his wife yet, but <laughs> drag uh, Edda, grab Kiraz, and like we're noping on out of here. Right. And this was also the beginning of um, a few 
a few times that we're seeing Sarah Khan and Kemal with mirrored uh, uh-huh. gesturing. Yes. <laughs> Which it's funny because I had mentioned that last week with yes, the you whole Lorelai and Emily thing. Yep. And that was something. You predicted it. Yep. Yeah. So that was fun. And and I did think later on it was cute when they're all at the dinner mm-hmm. and Idon is watching the two of them and she's just kind of smiling mm-hmm. and like, wow, okay, they really are father and son. Uh-huh. What's even I I enjoyed that. What's really funny to me is that people were like totally calling this like back when he showed up and rescued Edda from the boat. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, uh, I mean, some of it was more to troll Kiram and the way they were doing his hair for the show at the time. But they're like, look, they even have the same hairdo and they're this like, (laughs) like props to the casting, whoever casts because like. They clearly know how to cast people. Like, the, he really does look like he could be his dad, even if that's not where the storyline is going. And so, um, like, that he looks more like his dad than even the man who was playing his dad did, which now, obviously, that makes sense. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, at the time when we didn't know if that's where the storyline was going or not. So it's just funny that they're clearly using that coincidence to uh, further that storyline along. Um so, um, poor Kimmel, he's overwhelmed too and is basically like, I need to go for a walk. I'm going to go stand by the pool. Like, <laughs> this is a lot. Um, because imagine, uh, like, finding out you have, have a son, you had no hand in raising. You didn't even have the choice in whether or not you were going to have a hand in raising him. Because not only did you not know about him, the woman who birthed him did not even know he was his. Right. Like, he was his. So... It just sucks because you're like, he. I love that he's not angry at her because like really the way the situation played out, she wasn't keeping a secret from him. She wasn't, right. you know, she wasn't lying the whole time and just like, oh, well, I, since I already have a son with Alptakine and we're getting back together, I'm just going to play that this is it. You know what I mean? Like right. there wasn't anything nefarious about it. So he can't really direct his anger at her because she didn't truly keep this from him. But he mm-hmm. does have a right to feel some kind of way. I mean, it's it's a lot. Of course. Well, plus the fact that he's missed yes. the entire life mm-hmm. of his only child now. Yeah. He didn't get to watch him grow up. It's just a lot to take in yeah. for, for, a, for both of them, really. I agree. I do appreciate, though, that, yes, while we aren't just – we're not really glossing over it. We're not mm-hmm. – it's not this heavy – Yes. It's not the Kiraz thing all over again just with them. You right. know what I mean? Like the Kiraz thing needed to be heavy. It was a huge – you know, it was a huge center point of this season for mm-hmm. our main characters both. But I like that, yes, while it's like we're not just going to fall into this like father-son relationship because even at one point even Kim also says like I'm not expecting us to just fall into this like, yeah, you know – uh, Baba son relationship, you know, things take time, but we've, I feel like we're going to find something that becomes comfortable for us, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but we're leaning into more the comedy aspect of it. Like, yeah, he's mad at his mom and he, but every time Sirkan is avoiding the situation with him, it's something kind of comedic, um, right. and all of that. So I, I kind of like that that's where we're at. Um, yeah, well, and we see that right when Edda comes to and when when Serkan is like, let's go, mm-hmm. and then he and Ed are chatting, and of course they they tell Kiraz it's oh, time to yeah, go, yeah. and they they witness this little moment between her and Kimal, 
where she sees him and she mm-hmm. says, uh-huh. and he crouches down and hugs her and they're just chatting and having this really cute moment. And then Serkan is like, oh, I don't want her anywhere near that guy. That's not her grandpa. He's like, <laughs> and he's, he's like, Kiraz, it's time to go. Come on. <laughs> and I I know that you haven't haven't seen this. But when she's all dejected and, mm-hmm. and walks to them and has her head down, uh-huh. she's what I would call George Michaeling it because uh-huh. anyone who has seen Arrested Development, <laughs> Michael Sarah's character, mm-hmm. when he's sad, he'll he'll put his head down like that <laughs> and walk all slow and sad, and then it plays the <laughs> the Charlie Brown Christmas music in the oh, background. Oh no. <laughs> It's hilarious. So when she did that, I was dying. Immediately picturing that. I was like, she's George Michaeling it. <laughs> Just being all sad and mopey. So that was, yes, that was very, she, she is doing so well. Maya is, is just really hitting the mark. Um well, and, you know, Sarah Khan's trying to kind of take her away, and mm-hmm. she keeps turning around, and uh-huh. she's waving. And she's, like, waving, and he's <laughs> waving, and Sarah Khan's like, don't wave at him. Like, he's some kind of, like, predator. Right. Oh, my gosh. It's, <laughs> so. I loved that. So we get to see, we get to see uh, basically a montage of the next few days. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because we, it, we immediately shoot to that evening, and we get snuggly domestic Edser and family time, and it's, you know, another day in Alptakeen and Kemal, Alptakeen, not Alptakeen, what the yeah. heck, Idon, Idon and Kemal are looking at like photo albums and she's clearly telling him about Serkan's childhood and all of this stuff, right. um, you know, and we settle, you know, a few days have passed and um, Edda brings Kiraz to the Bolat house so she can spend mm-hmm. time with Kemal. Obviously things, it's very clear things are still rough, but is trying to be the peacekeeper. And um, Kimmel winds up visiting Serkan at Art Life because it is Kiraz's first day of kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has invited him to come. But of course, Serkan's like, yeah, I'll make up an excuse for you. But like, no, we're not doing this. Um, like, just no. Like, it's my daughter's first day. I'll make up an excuse. Because he's just still in this denial doesn't want to acknowledge what re- what reality is as far as this is concerned. So, right. and I got to give Kim all credit. He's like, okay, well, please pass along my love to her. You know, like, mm-hmm. I understand, like, he's being understanding. He really is. Um, right. Except, I'm sure this will, I'm sure before the end of the series, he's going to catch on to this and he will be good about it. But it felt very, um, pointed that he did not push the chair in before he left and that Serkan like huffed over to that chair mm. in the office and like pushed it in after he left. Um but I'm like, you know what? Kimmel's observant. He's gonna catch on to that. Like and he's Oh yeah. I feel like that's gonna be a thing. Like he's gonna push his chair in and it's gonna mean something to Serkan like, oh, you're paying attention. Like I could see that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um yeah. so um yeah, Angan comes in to check on him and basically explains like, hey, man, what's, you know, what's going on? Are are you going to like kind of acknowledge and move in, move, uh, like deal with this kind of a thing? And he, Serkan's ba- basically like, look, 
I don't need a dad. I had a dad who unfortunately didn't want to really be a dad for those times and he took Mm -hmm. off. But now I'm 35 years old and I don't need an, I'm grown up. Like I don't need to be raised. I don't need an, I don't need another father. And you know, Ingen wisely points out, well, it's not as black and white as you're making it. Yeah. You don't need someone to raise you. You don't need this. Like but basically is kind of like, maybe you should get to know the man. Maybe you should, mm-hmm. you know, give him a chance. Like, um, but basically Sarkon's like, it's time to go take the kids to school. Like, not going to deal with yeah, it. Sarkon's <laughs> abandonment issues are showing. Yes. And he mm-hmm. is like, I'm not going to. Th- uh, that's honestly what I thought this, his whole attitude really stemmed from is the fact oh, that he had true. a dad mm-hmm. who was not a dad to him and who he who really triggered all of these abandonment yeah. issues that Sarkon has. So all Sarkon is thinking, I'm sure, even if it's subconsciously, mm-hmm. is I'm not going to get attached to another father figure just for him to peace out on me. Mm-hmm. And he might be 35 and he might not technically need a father, but I really think that's the whole root of mm-hmm. him not wanting to accept the fact that Kimal is his real dad mm. and to really get to know him or to even have his daughter have right. this relationship with him because he's probably just thinking the same for her, that he yeah. wants to protect her. You know, what if Kimal doesn't stick around? He can't guarantee that. And then if yeah. his daughter is hurt as well, he's probably projecting all mm-hmm. that stuff onto her. Mm-hmm. So that's really what I read this as because his whole kind of mantra with this whole thing is I don't need a dad. Yeah. And I think that no matter how old you are, there is something to wanting your parents and wanting the support of your parents. And the love and the acceptance. and mm -hmm. Yeah. So I really thought that was pretty telling with what he was saying. It's just more more trauma Sarkon has not dealt with. (laughs) That's very true. Well, I mean, and you know, if we really wanted to dig into this, like it could even be like, what if he does get to know this man and he's just this awesome, amazing, like, and he's like, this is what I missed out on growing up. Like, this is what I could have had my entire life. And like Mm -hmm. then having to acknowledge and accept like he got dealt a crappy hand. Right. You when know, he could have had when he could this. have had yeah this because clearly yeah. seeing how he is with Kiraz could even be like that could have been our relationship when I was that mm-hmm. age like yeah so good observation I like yeah. I like it excellent insight um so it's the first day of school and it's exactly as I would expect it to be and if I recall I think in one of our episodes our Sercon episodes we, I, think I think we, we discussed a first day of school scenario <laughs> or like. I know we just dis- we discussed some school scenarios. Yeah, like th- like that. Sarkhan would never be late to pick mm-hmm. up his mm-hmm. kid. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of other ones, but we definitely discussed school at some. Yes, and I level. feel like this was the perfect embodiment of that because dude has asked like a zillion questions, not even all the questions he wanted to ask, as we find out later, because. He, when there's the whole issue with the locked door that Kiraz locks her and John in, he's like, mm-hmm. see, Edda, and you gave me such crap because I wanted to ask about the doors. What the heck, though? There's locks on these doors, and now our child's locked behind one of them. Like, mm-hmm. and how he and Pearl both wanted to stay, like, at the school, if not at a cafe right across the street so they can keep an eye on things. Like, oh my gosh, like, it, every, 
every single aspect of this scene, I was like, this is, this is Sirkon to a T. Like, this is exactly mm-hmm. what I would expect from him sending his child to school on the first day. Um, totally. And so, yeah, I mean, and we get to see some of the Edda influence in Kiraz because she's like, I just like that. I don't have to wear uniforms at this school. I could even wear pajamas if I wanted. And they're like, well, not exactly pajamas, but like, yes, you know, you get to be, we want to celebrate you being yourself and all that kind of stuff. But there are rules. And so, you you know, and even Sarah points out like there are rules for a reason and those are good things, you know, so that you can learn and this and that. And she's like, okay, I'll be obedient. I'll, you know, mm-hmm. um, which was <laughs> sure, clearly a lie. Uh-huh. <laughs> So um, it's funny, though, because eventually she's like, well, I don't really want to go in because grandpa is not here and I invited him to my first date. And mm-hmm. Sarah God, this was pretty low because he wasn't just like, oh, grandpa, like, not just like grandpa couldn't make it. He's like, he had better things to do. <laughs> That's the kind of man he is. And Edna's like, what are you doing? But even Kiraz, even Kiraz is like, yeah, you're full of it. Like, she basically is like, no, that's not true. Like, he's a good, like, he's my grandpa and we have fun. And I love because she's like, hey, she's like, "Um, I don't call you Serkambola anymore. Like, why are you calling him by his name? You know, um, so it's just, it's really funny. But they do. They wind up getting the kids into school. They walk in class holding, they walk hand in hand to class. And Angan yeah. and Edda drag the two other parents <laughs> the away two with them. Parents. Yeah, the two helicopter parents <laughs> away with them. And um, so, yeah. Oh, so we get man. a we get a quick over to Melo and Eifer at the cafe, the new cafe that they're working at. But Barack mm-hmm. shows up to see how things are going. And of course, Melo's like, I'm out of here. Yeah. So she winds up sitting and chatting with, you know, the customers, but one of them is this, you know, fairly good looking dude and mm-hmm. Barack hones in and he's asking Eifer a million questions about how long has she known him? Can we trust him? Blah, blah, blah. So Eifer's spidey senses are going up like, oh, this this sounds like jealousy. Like this goes beyond just friendly concern. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we wind up that we get a few different scenes. Eifer does end up telling Melo, like, listen, I wouldn't say this if I thought it was giving you false hope, but mm-hmm. he was very much like paying attention to who you were paying attention to and right. asking a million questions that just a normal friend wouldn't ask. Um, right. You know, and so kind of gives Mel- – and Melo's kind of like, what? Really though? Like – and you know, she's carefully optimistic about it because she's like, he literally said I'm like a sister – but if this is what he was doing, so she winds up putting it to the test later on. Yes. You know, um, when they're at dinner at uh, Edda's house on a scene later, like she winds up pretending to be on the phone with someone and like, thank you yeah. for the flowers. I already ate the chocolates, yada, yada. And we kind of find out Melo has had quite the attention in the last five years. Uh-huh. Um, because he's like, well, who was it? Was it the movie star that kept sending you this? And she's like, no, I got rid of him a long time ago. Was it the massage therapist? Was it that? Like, he just starts listing off all these people who have been giving Melo attention. Um, and he obviously has taken note of all those guys as well. Uh-huh. And seen the attention. Yep. So she's kind of like, okay, like maybe there was some truth to what Ifair said because the way he's acting mm-hmm. does go in line with that. He winds up walking her home later that night and – Melo kind of just flat out calls him out like 
you know, they're chatting and stuff, but then it gets down to the nitty gritty. And she basically is like, I think you're jealous of me. Mm-hmm. And she's like, look me in the eyes and tell me you're not. And they end up getting closer, closer, closer. They're about to kiss, but then the dog, right. the Mahale dogs bark, break it up. And then they both scatter as well because they're like, oh, yeah. crap, what just almost happened? Um, and yeah, so they both wind up, Mela winds up telling Ifair, like, we almost kissed, all this stuff. You know, I don't really know what the heck's like going on because then he didn't kiss me and we just both kind of, you know. Right. Well, and then I fair, I was like, okay, so first you tell her that you think he's jealous, which mm-hmm. obviously he was. But then after they almost kissed, then you're telling her, oh, maybe it was because he just heard that Eda and Sarah Connor together. Like that felt I pretty know. jacked up That to was me. really, she, I fair. I, that 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 honestly upset me because that should thinking, have stayed in the drafts. Like, let's be real. Well, like, and and I <laughs> don't hit tweet. Part, I fair don't hit tweet. Because <laughs> part of me thinks, okay, you know, if if that were a friend of mine, would I say the same thing to her? And I guess it would depend because yeah. on 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 one hand, you don't want your friend to get hurt even yeah. further, but then on the other hand, that is gonna hurt her, and right. you don't know that for sure. Right. So I I feel like in the end, I fear shouldn't have said anything. No, no and she, she should have said something more like, mm-hmm. "Why don't you talk to him?" Yeah. Why don't you flat out have a real conversation? <laughs> like yeah. I understand you being weary of assuming that he must be jealous based on your other interactions you've had. But once it became obvious to you, like, have a conversation with him. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. like, hey, what happened last night? Why did you almost kiss me and then run away? Like, what's going on? So on the flip side of that, you know, Barack ends up talking with Karem at one point. And Mm -hmm. Karem is like, well, dude, did it ever occur to you that maybe she likes you too? Like, why would she – like, you were sober. This wasn't a drunk thing, right? No. Okay, Mm -hmm. well – then she was very aware of what you were doing and she, like, it didn't basically have to get to the point where there was that almost kiss. Right. And why would she be asking you if you're jealous of her? Why would it matter to her if she didn't feel that way about you? Like, so basically both these two just need to open their mouths and not just kiss each other, but, like, actually talk. Like, um, so... Yeah, like that doesn't really get resolved. We just kind of leave off with that's where they're both at um, is that they're just both like, wait, does that person, does the other one feel this way? Like, right. Um, so yeah, I'm guessing we'll get some kind of conclusion to that in the next episode or two. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of mostly what happens between the two of them this episode. Yeah. Yeah. So we're we're back at Art Life after they've dropped the kids off and Sarah mm-hmm. Khan, of course, is not happy about being away from Kiraz. And, <laughs> so cute. Um, Pina comes in and ends up asking for more time for Karem for his for their project. And it kinda comes out that he he bailed <laughs> and Eda assumes that this is all because of Sarakon and mm-hmm. that he must have said something to scare him away and all this stuff. So they're like, no, you." Sarakon ends up telling her, um, you need to just go to Chile. You guys are doing this project, oh, Pina, project yeah, yeah. together. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, he tells Pina, like, look, go, go mm-hmm. tell him that this is your project and it needs to get done. And he can't just bail if mm-hmm. he's not happy with the situation. So Pina is kind of, you know, ready to to do that. She ends up going after him. 
And when she finds him, he's just really rude to her. Yeah, he's given her the cold shoulder and then some. Mm-hmm. He's back to calling her princess. Uh-huh. Back to talking about how everything in her life is perfect and all all that stuff. So yes. his she, walls are up, his defenses are up. Yeah. Right. So she of course gets upset as mm-hmm. she should because she doesn't understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. She even asks him, Did I do something? Yeah. And he And that would have been the time uh uh-huh, to say, yeah. Well yeah, you were talking to someone who is clearly very dear to you and I thought we had something going on and yeah. Right. But Yeah, but he he doesn't tell her anything and he just makes a comment about how she lives this charmed life so she has to go back and this is actually when she explains that he's not gonna keep working for them Mm -hmm. he's gonna stay in chile he decided that he doesn't want to be part of the company anymore and you know edda has been really distracted with Serkan and Mm -hmm. with all of her stuff Mm -hmm. so this is the first she's hearing about uh karem having issues or not wanting to be a part of art life anymore and their whole project so she tells Serkan we're calling him in and you're gonna apologize because you did something to him Mm -hmm. (laughs) but when he comes in he really just explains that look this isn't for me I'm not a part of this life I couldn't fit in here all this stuff Mm -hmm. and he Mm -hmm. makes it clear that it wasn't because of Serkan so Sarah Khan is kind of like, oh. I love hmm. how he's like, listen, Sarah Khan is not sunshines and smiles, but that's not the problem. Like, right, right. Like he's not a boss who smiles much, but that's actually not the issue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Sarah Khan is kind of like, oh, isn't that funny that I didn't do anything wrong, Ida? <laughs> Well, he does, he does have a Freudian slip and is like, my heart just can't take. And then he like stops. Right. And Edda's like, what? But it's Serkan who's like, ah, yes. he fell in love. And then lectures him about work-life love balance. And Edda's <laughs> like, that's rich coming from you. And he's like, okay, right? let me amend that. It's not easy, but it's mm-hmm. worth it. Mm-hmm. And is like, so – and I love that he also says, listen, like, you're turning your life up. Like, you're giving up an opportunity over this person are they actually worth you turning your life upside down for? Like, right. in a sense of like, you're t- you're you're not grabbing onto an opportunity because this person would be a part of that opportunity. But are they actually mm-hmm. worth you giving that up? And I love right. it because it gives him that light bulb moment where he's like, yeah, why am I the one who's like giving this up and blah blah blah? And so mm-hmm. we get the idea that okay, he's gonna come. And so Sarkhan's basically like, gather yourself. You don't need to work today. You're going to be back here in the morning, though. Um, And then he skadoodles on out. And that's when Sir Khan's like, he's ready to, quote, punish Edda. And I'm like, yes, "Um, can I get some of that? Like, (laughs) I want some of that punishment. Because he's like, he's, what does he say? You owe me. He calls them. He says um, that she's in trouble. Yeah. She has to be in his sight at all times. Mm-hmm. He talks about how his eye, his his vision isn't just 180 degrees. It's 270 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> and that every time he asks for a kiss, she has to give him one. Yes. He's like, here's the kicker. You have to kiss me anytime I want. It, made, it totally made me think of um, S- Sweet Home Alabama when – and it's 
the, when the main characters, it's like a flashback to when they're kids. And, oh, yeah. And they're like out on the beach and he's like, what do you want to marry me for anyway? And she's like, so I can kiss you anytime I want. And I don't, <laughs> for whatever, it just totally made me think of that. It was really funny. Um, but yeah, and so she's basically like, okay, um, yes, I agree to these punishment terms, but not in the office. And mm-hmm. he's kind of like, Womp, womp, like this. <laughs> He's like, what the heck? And so then she's like, okay, listen, are you coming to dinner? Like, you want kisses? Well, and and we we will have to backtrack after this. Oh, okay. Um, oh, you're we, right. You're right. We haven't quite gotten to the dinner yet because. You're right. Um, you're right. Yes, let's put a pin school, in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because at the school. Uh, Kiraz grabs John and she's like, come on, John, let's go. And he's like, Kiraz, where are we going? She's like, we're going to the bathroom. And he asks her, why are we going to the bathroom? I want to go back to the class. There, I have, there's a lot that we have to learn if we're not in the classroom. If he is not his mother's son, I love it. I know, I know. And she's like, okay, well, what's two times two? And he's like, four. She's like, see, you already know everything that they would teach you. You don't need to be in the classroom. So good. You know, everybody was either that kid or had that friend who was like, give me a break. You don't need to go. Uh Like, just come with me. Uh Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So they go into the bathroom and she locks the door behind Mm -hmm. them. And then the the school calls Ida and at that time that's when they're like daydreaming about how perfect she is right (laughs) and how she's such a genius and she probably has made friends with everybody and she's a leader everybody (laughs) (laughs) and then they get a call from the school um excuse me your daughter has locked her and herself and john in the bathroom and she won't come out So, of course, when all Sarakon hears is Edda's side, so he's like, what happened? I knew we shouldn't be 10 kilometers away. Did she fall? Is she hurt? And she's like, Saki no, Saki no. Like, let's go. She locked her and John in the bathroom. And immediately he's like, that, John. He just totally shifts into, like, blaming John for being the bad seed. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So... Uh, the Sesgins and the Bolats mm-hmm. go to the school, and they're all standing outside of the bathroom door, and mm-hmm. Kiraz won't come out, and she, when they get there, she tells them basically her terms for the, the <laughs> Host- hostage negotiations. Because <laughs> poor John at this point is like, can I, we just go out, please? And she's like, no. And But, you know, they start to try to bribe, and then... Uh, it's uh, Perul who's like, oh, yeah, we're not bribing. She's like, what's that favorite toy of his? Uh-huh. And she's like, well, if you're going to just live in that bathroom, we're going to give your favorite toy away to a kid who will appreciate it. And John's like. John- <laughs> I loved this because he's like, Kiraz, please, like, it's it's time. You need to let me out. And uh, or I, th- I think with the it was the toy store because they uh-huh. try to bribe them with the toy store. We'll uh-huh. take you to this toy store and you can buy anything you want. And John's like, Kiraz, please. Let's go. They're going to get us toys. And she's like, you don't want any of those toys <laughs> anyway. And he's like, his little, ugh. 
Because <laughs> he's so frustrated. Well, he's like, like, there's like ah. three stories. There's like three floors of that toy store. There's so much to see. Oh my gosh, yeah. But then what kicks it is when Pearl's like, we're going to give your favorite toy to a kid who appreciates mm-hmm. it. And he's like, get out of my way. Like, I'm coming out. It's <laughs> like, that's enough. <laughs> and so he sneaks out, but Kiraz shuts the door and puts the wedge back under it before they can right. actually, before four adults can push the door open <laughs> and get her. Yeah. So, uh-huh. Uh-huh. so we're just going to apply six minute dryer logic to that. Um, oh, totally. Yeah. So six year old strength uh-huh. logic, I guess. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> and quickness. So yeah. her ninja like skills. So he's out and she's basically like, John, you're dead to me. She's like, yeah. and Engen's like listen this is what girls do you'll be fine in two days they're fickle and of course that sends and Pearl's like what do you Uh (laughs) it's just Uh utter comedic chaos and I love it so she again states her term she's like listen not only do I want my grandpa here but you know what if you keep calling him Kimabe I'm gonna go back to calling you Serkan Bolat and he's like look at our daughter hitting me below the belt Uh yeah he's like there can't be anything like this I refuse where did this Kimabe come from (laughs) so (laughs) they're they're all just fighting and as they're trying you know Eda's trying to tell her Look, after you're out of school, I'll take you to go mm-hmm. see your grandpa. I promise. I just need you to come out and finish your day. But she's not having any of it. No. Kiraz is. Um, and so finally, when they're kind of – they're still trying to figure out what the heck to do. Mm-hmm. And then Eda disappears. Yes. And this is after John had come out. And well, John and Serkan she- are like sticking their tongues out at each other and stuff. Like, yeah, because Serkan <laughs> so- is like, you did this. <laughs> What but, a, listen, I know in, my daughter would never do this, in but real I know life, you're the yep, troublemaker. In real life, Serkan <laughs> would be a nightmare parent I would never want to deal with. But I would it, never want him, his daughter, in my class, oh. let me tell you. <laughs> but in DZ land, where this is pure comedy and chaos, I'm living for it. Because he yep. literally gets into a, like... A tongue-sticking-out contest, just like he did with Kiraz in episode one mm-hmm. of this season with John. Like, they're sticking their tongues out at each other, talking about manipulative girls. Right. And then, of course, at this it, point, Ed has already called Kimal and asked him to come, which he right. finds so adorable. He's like... I know. He's so excited. Even even Aidan's like, oh, my girl. Like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. She's going to be the thing that, like, brings them closer. Like, right. just like Edda. She's her mother's daughter. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh. But I do so, love that she knew better than... Because when Kimal's like, are you going to come? And she's like, no, mm-hmm. no. Serkan's still pissed. I don't want to add fuel to that fire. You go. Yeah. Yeah. So Serkan is pretty much at his wit's end at mm-hmm. this point, And he's... He's kind of sing-songing, <laughs> like, Kiraz, <laughs> open this door or I'm going to bust it down. <laughs> and then Kimal comes around the corner and he, of course, starts turtle-facing it. And he's like, oh, where are you? Who mm-hmm. who called you? And Ed is like, hi, I did. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm the one who had to take charge and get this taken care of because you obviously weren't going to do it. Mm-hmm. So they finally relent to let Kimal. He, he's like, he. She's not going to do anything. She's not going to come out for you. Serkan is so acting funny. like she's never going to come out. But Kimal's like, okay, well, I'll try. <laughs> so he tells her, 
uh kiraz grandpa's here will you open the door so i can see you and of course right away she gets all excited Uh she opens the door rushes into his arms and then they talk about he talks to her about maybe taking grandpa moon out this weekend and then he explain he has to explain that oh we're talking about flying a kite mm-hmm. and Sarah Khan's all bent out of shape like oh great they already have their own language but, yeah you clearly understand each other and da 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 <laughs> oh my gosh but yeah. came all to the rescue and she comes out and everything is fine because that's all that she wanted was her grandpa yep well and then I do love that Edda's like yeah we're gonna have a very long discussion about this chaos you caused because it's not right. actually okay but then she does wind up inviting. Kimal for dinner, right? Yep, her, him and Aidan. Yes, like we're going to have um, my friends and family over. You know, we're going to have everyone over, so please come and enjoy. And, of course, Sarah Khan's like, what's this dinner? Blah, blah. And she's like, well, you don't have to come, but they're all invited. Yeah. Like, Yeah. So. So they they take Kiraz back to art life, and Sarah Khan ends up scolding Kiraz a little. And he's mm-hmm. like, look, you really scared me. You caused a lot of chaos at the school. This wasn't okay. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And Kiraz essentially says, well, this is your fault. <laughs> now, listen, She's in real like, life, again, I'd be like, <laughs> if this were my child, I'd be like, I'm sorry, little girl. Who do you think you're talking to? Or, I am your mother. You will not speak to me that way. Right. But because but, she's sassy little minik Ada. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And she's like, you know, he's he's your dad. You should just call him your dad and grow up a little. <laughs> my gosh um, and then her little crossed arms and her little yeah <laughs> and then edda kind of looks at sarah Khan like well like mm. um well and is this when he kind of explains to her well yeah he kind of is just says, like when when remember when you and i first met and you were calling me sarah Khan bolat that is what's happening here you know yeah. it took you a little while to start to warm up and decide that you wanted to call me baba and right now, for me, he's Kimal Bay. So well, I need you yeah. to understand, like, kind of like, I need you I, to understand and be mm-hmm. a little patient. Well, I think what happens is they both give him that look and he's like, oh, great. I've got two of you now that give me this look. It's not going to work. He walks away. It's Edda mm-hmm. who sits down and is like, listen, like, I love what you're okay. wanting to do for your dad, but we need to be a little patient and understanding. Remember, okay. you called him Serkan Bola. You weren't ready. So we need to give... We need to give Baba time to be ready. And she's kind of mm-hmm. like, I understand, okay. And then takes right. her to the kindergarten and whatever. So, okay. okay. Which both those things I think were important because while it, those scenes were funny, it is mm-hmm. also unrealistic to expect him to start, this fully grown man to start calling this dude dad. <laughs> dad. When he didn't even know that he's been in a relationship <laughs> with his mother for the last five years. So, right. It was a good and- way to balance both. Yeah, and to explain it to a six-year-old yes, who exactly. might not, or a five-year-old who yeah. otherwise d- isn't really going to understand that because yeah. she's a kid and is like, oh, well, Sarkambolat is my dad, so I call him dad now. Yeah. So, yep. anyway. So, um, so this is when they're, like, talking about the dinner uh-huh. a- after their whole him telling Ida that she's in trouble, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And then he's like, okay, I'm going to get serious now. And basically, what the heck is this dinner? What do you think you're doing? So we're back at that point. Yes. So she basically is like, look, you wanted a way to tell all of the people we love, like, about us. And he's like, well, I can just send them a group text. Give me my Mm -hmm. phone. 
And she's like, listen, you don't have to come, but like we're, I'm doing this. And that's when he, he starts in on the kiss thing. And she's like, well, okay, let's talk about those kisses. Are you going to come to dinner? And Mm. then she's like, well, no dinner, no kisses. And kind of like walks out (laughs) and he's like, oh, so this is the game we're going to play. Well, I'm going to raise the stakes. Edda Yildiz, like he's saying this to himself. So, right. I love it. So then we have sweet John makes Kiraz this like Play-Doh cherries that are like a more beautiful sculpture than I could ever do. And she but he tries she to like want them. but she doesn't want them cuz she's like I'm still mad at you. And you know what I appreciate is he's like fine if you're not going to forgive me, I'm mad at you too. And then he like stomps on the cherries he just made. Well, because he, she shows, she's like, no, I don't want oh, yeah, that picture. And she shows him a picture that she drew, <laughs> and it's him, but he's crossed out with a big red X. He's like, is that me? <laughs> fine, I'm mad at you too. Fine. <laughs> now listen, this right, this next part, I was like, I completely was like, Ashley is absolutely right with our Shakespearean fool, mm. because when Erdem comes in. He totally reunites them on purpose. Yeah. Because yeah. he's taunting them like, oh, you guys uh-huh. aren't friends anymore. Oh, good. It's way easier for me to torture you if you're separate and not a united mm-hmm. front. Divide and, and conquer. Divide blah, 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 and conquer. Blah. Yes. And clearly he's saying that to get them to reunite over this. Right. And, and they do because they grab their markers and all this stuff and they chase after him and like right. color all over him. And so I was like, that was totally – he – like, I mean, he is our dem, but it was like, no, I saw that in a different light than just him being dumb and being like, oh, good, you guys are separate. Now it's easier to conquer you both. Like, mm. I felt like if we're talking about the Shakespearean fool aspect, like he did that on purpose, like, let me give them a common enemy and mm-hmm. I'll, they'll, you know, they'll be reunited. So yeah. that's how I read that very scene. long. No, it they does look not. at each other and they agree immediately that uh-huh. they need to attack him. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> they do. So Idon is busy scheming on how to get Kimal and Sirkon to spend time together. She basically calls and harasses Pina about work stuff. This mm-hmm. all leads to finding out Denise needs an investor in the port project. Kimal's now going to be that investor. They invite Denise over. And Denise is just her Denise. So she's like, oh, I forgot about that. I actually do need an investor. Good thing you brought it up. Yeah, you can be my partner. Like... And she's just all focused on Sarah Khan, like, oh, good, this will bring me closer to Sarah Khan because I'm sure he's been thinking about me. And Idon's right. like, oh, Lord, this girl has lost it. Um, so it kind of it gives reason for Denise to be around more in scenes that are going to be coming up. Um, right. So, so then back at Art Life, Sarah Khan corners Edda <laughs> and he finally relents and he says that he'll come to dinner, but he's not going to talk to anybody. <laughs> he's just going to sit So next he's like, to her. okay. Okay, give me – so where's my kiss? <laughs> so I love this. It's so childish, but it's the I know, but it's most so adorable and good. Because, like, he's just, like, the power of Ida Yildiz. He just wants mm-hmm. – he just wants a kiss from her. Like, yeah, that's, that's it. That's all he wants. He just wants kisses. Like, it's the cutest. So – they're getting pretty cl- – he's, like, got her up against the wall. He's, like, pulling uh-huh. her close. And then, of course, they're interrupted by Pina, who's, like, oh. She's uh, totally uh, shocked. Uh, and then she's, like, wait, are you guys together? And it is, like, uh-huh, yeah. what's up? Like, yep, we're together. Right. And um, so she um, – this is what led to the whole her being worried about uh, 
that maybe Sircon broke his heart and all that, which right. we talked about. So, right. Um, so we switch over to Engen and Pearl because uh, Engen, it, his catering job is kind of petering out a little bit. They're mm-hmm. they're in his and Pearl's shared office, I guess. Um, but Pearl is like, look, you have a job here, <laughs> yeah. and there's plenty to do, and he's he's kind of saying something about like, well. There are so many projects. What am I even supposed to help on? Mm-hmm. And Pearl kind of drops a little bit of a foreshadowing bomb. Yes, yes. That that's the whole problem. They have yeah. too many projects right now. And because they needed the money to get these going, mm-hmm. uh-huh, they've taken out so many loans. And if this stuff doesn't work out, they're going to be bankrupt for sure. A little bit later, we go back to the two of them and uh, – Pearl gets a phone call Mm -hmm. and essentially there's this big Qatar project that has been that it's come up over this whole season. Yes. um, From the beginning. From the beginning. And Mm -hmm. the the floor finally fell out from this project and it's over. They have been taken off by the company. They're not going to be used on this project anymore. Other partners backed out of it too. Like it's just a mess. mm -hmm. Yeah. It just totally fell apart. And because of that, that one project alone was big enough to where if this is done, then they're going to end up bankrupt as a company. But they find this out while they're trying to plan – Yes. While they're trying to help Sarkon plan his proposal. Right. So they decide not to say anything – we get a funny little entrance of uh, Erdem when he's and he's got crown all over his face and he, and he calls the kids a street gang. A gang. Yeah, <laughs> so, they're not children; they're a street gang, right? But <laughs> needless to say, the whole bankruptcy plot is not gone after this no. episode. It's just put a pin in because they want to just let Sarkana and Edda enjoy their day, right? So. Yeah. Because yeah, it's not going anywhere, so might as well just let them live their love out. At least, at least let them sign the dang papers and get married, <laughs> and real. then and then we'll deal with this. So, um, I do love though that once the whole uh, Karem thing, you know, and Sarkhan's like, oh, so it wasn't me. I think I deserve five medals, and by medals, I mean five kisses. Mm-hmm. And and she's like, okay, close your eyes, and then of course trolls him. And walks out of the office once she finally convinces him to close his eyes. Um, right. So um, we've now moved on to dinner at Edda's house. And it's just kind of mm-hmm. chaos because most of the guests are there. They're all like nervous and, you know, everything. So they're just kind of like debating over what's going to happen, like how it's going to go. Right. And they're all really super excited about salad. Yeah. <laughs> that Zircon made. Yeah. Um. And so they sit down. They're about Sarkhan's being salty still, of course, because he did not want this dinner to happen to begin mm-hmm. with. And they're about to announce their big announcement, and Denise shows up, and we get yeah. some drain the pool Edda action. You know, obviously she knows she's just more annoyed with Denise and her presence, not actually that she's threatened by her or thinking anything that Sarkhan's gonna right. like. You know, but right. just like, oh, good, you're here for an announcement. Well, I tell you to sit down, but you've clearly already made yourself at home. But you need to hear this announcement, anyways. You're gonna love it, like, because mm-hmm. you know. So again, they're about to do it. Barack shows up and is like, Kiraz forgot her favorite toy, and then he's like, I'm gonna stay for dinner too, and. Mm-hmm. You know, so then Ifair starts to – this is where Ifair starts kind of pushing him and Melo together that winds up with the whole fake phone call, walking right. home, all that stuff that we kind of covered. So it's just it's just nuts. Like, they just want to announce 
their news, but now like dinner's already on the table. So like, okay, everyone's here. Let's just eat and we'll talk about what we have to talk about afterwards. So we get the whole montage of everybody eating. And this is when we see, you mentioned this, a lot of the idioms and mannerisms of Sir Khan and Kim Albay and Aidan just being like really amused by it. And mm-hmm. so um, then um, Ed Sir finally <laughs> announced. Finally announced. And it's such a lackluster response. Everybody <laughs> essentially just is like, says so. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> they're like, this is big news. And they're like, well, but we all knew you were a couple. The problem was is that you didn't know it until just now. Like right. we've all known it since basically you two were back in each other's orbits. Um, right. The only one who gives a good reaction is Denise, whose face is just so shocked and disgusted. <laughs> and she even says, like, you just did this for the kid or something like that. Like, she totally man, says the that. The way I, I know, I'm like, why do I not hate your guts? Like, I know. Every week, know. I'm like, like if Balja It defies had, logic. It does, because if Balja had said that – if Celine had said that, right? If like, I I I have a feeling it's the whole kind of ditzy aspect of her mm-hmm. personality, mm-hmm. where it's almost like you give her more of a break because, <laughs> because she's so feather brained and like, oh, because you know mm-hmm. she walks up and she's like, "Hi, partner," <laughs> to, to keep and the whole, like every little thing, she's so airheaded and uh-huh. so ditzy that I think it just makes it funnier somehow. Uh-huh. And maybe, and, so and I'm sure a lot of it is her as, oh, a, I, as yeah. an actress, the way that she's playing the mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. It, she somehow is still weirdly hilarious. I, I, I don't and know. like you want to, and like I love her, like <laughs> right. even though, yeah, uh, you're right. You're right. So either way, it's hilarious. And so I just – but I did. I loved – I was like, okay, you know, I loved that nobody was like, oh, my gosh. Although I would have also enjoyed – I did love the whole like, yeah, duh, we all knew this. We were just waiting for you to figure it out. But Mm -hmm. I also would have loved a whole Phoebe-Joey thing when they get told that Rachel's pregnant and they already know. And Phoebe goes (laughs) – Oh my gosh, this is brand new information. <laughs> that I would have also accepted that. But this yeah. was this was great. So, you know, basically Melo though is like, listen though, I demand applause for me because since mm-hmm. day one, I have been the captain of this ship. I've always believed in this love. I've always worked to get these two together. Um, and, and so they all clap for her. They, they all give clap her the for applause her that she deserves. That she deserves and she has earned. So um, the then, truth ends up coming out because yes. of Denise. She yes. can't keep her mouth shut, and she <laughs> talks about the fact that she's going to be able to see Sarkhan a lot more because uh-huh. of the port project uh-huh. and her Albe. new partner. Yeah, uh huh. And Sarkhan, this he he flips out after he yeah. hears this, and he's like, "I'm leaving. Forget this." I don't know why you insist on interfering mm-hmm. in my life all the time to his mom and, mm-hmm. and then to to Kimal. So he gets up and leaves and Kimal goes after him. I um, love I loved this. I felt like those are really this was a really like understated but very significant mm-hmm. thing between them. 
Right. Well, and and I think it was because Kemal shows that he clearly respects Serkan. Yes. Because he tells him, look, I know this looks bad, mm-hmm. but the fact of the matter is we were trying to help Denise out. We heard that she needed an investor and I thought it would be good for my company. That's really all the motivation that right. I had in this whole project. Right. And Serkan tells him, that's fine. I understand, but... I really would prefer if you just left me alone. Mm-hmm. And Kemal understands. And he says, that's that's fine. He explains that he'll make sure he does the work remotely, that they don't have to interact with each other a lot. And I think that might be what, the thing that helps to reach Serkan more than yes. anything. Yes. Because he's so used to his mom and pushing, 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 mm-hmm. making up stuff, you know. That it, it's why he didn't believe her in the first place, even right. with the DNA test. Yep. He's like just thinking of her schemes yep. and all this different stuff. So Kemal explains that it was a shock to him too. <laughs> and yeah, like I'm that, just as shocked as you are. Like we found – you literally were there. We found this out at the same time. Right. So we kind of alluded to this earlier, but he just tells Serkan, mm-hmm. I'll be here whenever you need me. Um, and why don't we just kind of leave this to time? Mm-hmm. And Serkan thinks about it and he's just ends up saying, okay, sure, yeah. that's yeah. fine. Yep. And they shake hands and there's a sort of peace between yes. them yes. after this conversation. Yes. Well, and then I really was like, oh, the fact that he winds up using him as a part of the proposal ploy, yeah. I'm like, okay, there is – some type of relationship developing. I don't necessarily – here's the thing. Like, I don't know that I'll ever – if he doesn't call him Baba, like, that would not – that doesn't bother me. Like, yeah. obviously, we really wanted that for Kiraz because she's five years old and, like, is actually going yes. to get to grow up with her dad now. I I would just be really happy to see Serkan and Kimal just have, like, a some kind of easygoing relationship where, like, he is, yep. like, an older man he can, like, depend on um, mm-hmm. in a personal and professional aspect – you know, the person that his mom loves and is obviously going to marry at some point soon. Um, and but, that he is happy, allows Kiraz to have whatever yes. relationship she wants to have with him. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think that's where we're headed with that. So yeah. um, John and Kiraz officially make up. They're in her room and she's like, <laughs> yeah. I forgive you. You've learned your lesson. Like, <laughs> poor John, even though he didn't do anything <laughs> wrong. And so... <laughs> You know, everyone trickles out to leave the party at this point, and mm-hmm. this is when Serkan's like, you really owe me. Like, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, so later, it's that night, right? And yes. Just at home. And they're snuggling on the couch. On the couch. Yes. Yeah. I love these scenes because they're just mm-hmm. sitting there. Kiraz is asleep against Serkan, and he and Edda are just talking, and she's just like, it's really good you came back to me. And He's like, well, yeah. I'm just, I'm glad that you accepted me and gave me Kiraz. Like, mm-hmm. I, the way, I love that that's how it was worded. Like, that you gave her to me. Um, you know, all of my wishes are sitting in one room right now. Like, oh, that melted yeah. me. I loved that so much. And yeah. then Kiraz. And then we get a funny little thing because Kiraz says John in her in sleep. In her sleep. <laughs> and he's like, what did she say? Uh-huh. <laughs> And that's like exit she on said, John. She probably has a crush on him, <laughs> and Serkan is not happy about that. No, because overprotective Baba. Yep. And he says, "No, she can't be in love with John." 
<laughs> but it does kind of explains why not when i was a kid i had a crush on a boy too mm-hmm. it's not that big of a deal and he, he gets like i don't want to hear about these boys you had crushes on <laughs> there is only sarkhan bolat in your life for the now. love of god are we gonna talk about that right now <laughs> who you like and don't like <laughs> I don't oh want it. I don't gosh. want my five-year-old to say John. <laughs> He's so mad. Oh my gosh! But she's like, Zircon, oh it's normal. Gosh. She's like, fine, I won't tell you about like basically the guys I had crushes on throughout my life. Right. And I'll because she's like, like, are you jealous of the first boy that I liked? <laughs> <laughs> and he lies through his teeth and is like, I've never been jealous of you. And oh, I'm like. We have yeah, some lamps sure. and bookcases and pools and uh, music managers and uh, mm-hmm. hotel clerks that would all beg to differ. Um, yeah. But – and yeah, and pool teachers or swim teachers. So it's just funny though. But I love that we – like I love – listen, it would have been fine. We never had to hear about Jenk again. It would not have – taken away from anything. Mm-hmm. He was clearly just a plot device to get her to kiss Sarkhan on that first episode. Right. However, I did love that he's like, well, there is one of your exes that I'm very grateful for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and he he says, uh, there's one, yeah, there's one guy I liked between them, and that was Jank. <laughs> and she's like, you remember Jank? <laughs> Yeah, because he never really met him. He was, like, mentioned once. Right. And, like, Sarah Khan had one when interaction with him. they saw each other. Like, yeah, in passing. very quickly. Yes, exactly. Yeah, when he and his girlfriend, Carla, walked by. <laughs> yeah. Um, And he says, yeah, I mean, I'm grateful to Jank. He ca- you came to kiss me thanks to him. Mm-hmm. He's like, if he didn't piss you off. <laughs> <laughs> that subtitle. I don't know why that makes me funny. Because it's exactly he, what he did. He yeah. did piss her off. <laughs> if he didn't piss you off, you weren't going to kiss me. <laughs> and then Edda, little booger, she's like, yeah, he called me when I was in Italy. <laughs> A lot. A lot. <laughs> He's like, what? She says, he called a lot, but I didn't answer. <laughs> She's like, you want me to call him? <laughs> so you can thank him and tell him how grateful you are for him? Yeah. Oh, oh so, funny. so So good. Yeah, that, was, that was just them. Um, yes. Being funny. Well, then and we get then like he, crazy sleeping curaz. She like sticks her legs out and he's like, how the heck does yes. she sleep in these weird positions? Like, mm-hmm. but when he gets up to take her to bed, he's like, you were just listening in on mom and dad's conversation, weren't you? You're not asleep. Uh-huh. Um, and just the so way Edda walks them, watch a, like the way she watches them walk away, like just mm-hmm. staring so lovingly. I love, I Well, and love then that. he comes back and he's like, so I was thinking, you know how I bought mm-hmm. you that star? And she's like, <laughs> yes. And of course, because he's Serkan Bola and the mm-hmm. most adorable Baba in the world, he's like, I think I want to buy her one. What do yeah, you think about that? my little heart. And she's heart. like, Eda is, of course, like, oh my gosh, she would love that. She would think it's amazing and that she's the most special girl in the world. You She'll brag to all of that. her friends. Yes. Uh-huh. So um, it's... It's really cute. And then they, they talk more about Kimal, right? Yeah, a little um, bit because Idon tries to call and he's just ignoring her phone call. That's right. So she's basically like, look, I know this is a crappy situation, 
But like you, they lost a lot of years, even before, even more than you and I have. Like they love each other. They want to get married, but they mm-hmm. obviously don't want to do that. They're not going to want to do that while, you know, um, you are mad at them. Like just try to be understanding in that aspect. They lost a lot of time. We lost mm-hmm. a lot of time. None of us want to waste any more time. Um, and he basically, he doesn't really agree, but he's kind of like, he listens, he's hearing her out. And he mm-hmm. basically is like, um, it's time to go to bed. We're sleeping in the same bed, right? Huh. <laughs> and he's like, got to make sure like, okay, that wasn't just like last night, right? Like we're sleeping together now <laughs> this forever. This wasn't a fluke, right? <laughs> and she's like, of course we are. And yeah, it's really cute. So um, then we get, it's, the next morning. The next morning. Which is mm-hmm. funny that the girls woke up before Sarkhan because he wakes up at 5.30 every morning. I would have thought it yeah. would have been Sarkhan and Kiraz waking up. But it's cute because, like, they made him a healthy breakfast. Um, and she's like, I'm going to eat a healthy breakfast like dad. But when he comes out, he's like, what are you guys up to? And, you know, she says, we made you a healthy breakfast. And he's like, oh, well, I have to get to work. And she's like, it's fine. It's a sandwich. Like, you can eat it on the way. But he stops at Kiraz and he's like, I have superpowers, you know. She's like, you do? He's like, I can tell just from a kiss what you had for breakfast. And it's so cute. He like kisses her cheek. And then he's like, hmm. And he lists off like olives and cheese and whatever it was. And then kisses her Mm -hmm. other cheek. And he's like, but it was topped off with chocolate. And she's like, you can tell that all from a kiss. (laughs) And he's like, well, it's on your mouth. So wipe the chocolate off your mouth. Mm -hmm. It's really cute. But he's kind of in a hurry. He's got lots to do today, which – is just assumed that it's work. Right. So when he grabs his sandwich and goes, he takes it with him, does point out that wheat bread would probably be better next time yeah. than white <laughs> bread. And as he toddles off, uh, Edda mumbles something about workaholics or kombola, and mm-hmm. Kiraz is like, what's a workaholic? Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, it's someone who's very good at their job, enjoys working hard. Like she paints it in a good light. Right. So Kiraz is like, well, I'm going to be a workaholic like my Baba then. Mm. And explains she's going to have a balloon business in the park because kids cry when they lose their balloons. So she'll just, she'll basically <laughs> be able to take them to the cleaners by selling Yeah, every balloons. time they yeah. lose a balloon, she'll just sell them a new one. <laughs> so it's, it's really cute. Um, so Sarah Khan is on his way out. Um, he calls Melo. And she is literally every person affected by DZ PTSD. I literally wrote, she embodies ev- this in whole, she embodies this whole fandom. <laughs> Not even just this fandom. Yeah. I think any DZ lover yes. has PTSD from getting a phone, getting a phone call on a show and, some, and then being like, what happened? Uh-huh. <laughs> She's because like, she's jumping to all the wrong conclusions. She's like, what? Do you have to get on a plane? Do you? Have, did you forget something? Did you remember me? No, you called me, so you must have remembered me. Do you are, have you to leave? Are, you, are you sick are, again? Are you sick again? Are you bored of Are you bored of Kiraz? Are you going on a job and not coming back for seven years? Mm-hmm. The, and then she says something about like the only thing we need would be for like a plane to crash on your head. But then she's like, wait a minute, you did. You were in a plane crash. How did that plane crash anyway? Yeah. And the question we all, the question we all have. So I love that Mayo asked it. I, that was, Mm -hmm. that was hilarious. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, we got some shade Uh here. Mm -hmm. 
So he ends up telling her he wants to propose. And of course, she freaks out. She's excited. He tells her that he needs her help, but she needs to promise not to tell anybody. Okay, but he knew, but he said that knowing she was going to tell everyone, right? Like the way things wind up playing out, I feel like he did this. Because then everyone's going to find out and then he can... I don't know because he seems legitimately irritated that Erdem walks up to him and knows. And he's like, this was seriously two minutes ago that I decided this. How could it possibly have spread this quickly? (laughs) Okay. Okay. So I didn't think he really wanted her to tell anybody. But then he uses it to his advantage at that point with Erdem, right? Because then he does say like, you're going to tell everyone, but if it gets back to Edda, basically, you're going to regret ever crossing me, being born, et cetera, et cetera. Right, right. Okay. So, because he tells her not to tell anybody, but of course the the gossip chain moves very quickly Mm -hmm. and Melo tells him that the secret is safe with her and then promptly runs and tells (laughs) Ifair immediately. (laughs) And yeah, it just keeps, yeah, we see the whole chain where everybody finds out. Mm -hmm. Um, But I said, hallelujah, we've been waiting. Um, Mm -hmm. Because then, yeah, basically he tells Erdem, okay, well, listen, like, you're going to make sure everyone knows and you're going to help put this plan into action, but you better make sure Edda doesn't find out. So yep. Edda and Kiraz arrive at work and they mm-hmm. kind of see Kimal and Sirkon talking behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where I was like, see, okay, so like that really was a good moment the night before at dinner because he's clearly eliciting his help when he doesn't have to. Right. He could have pulled and this he's- off without Kimal. Right, but he's taking mm-hmm. advantage. And yep. Kimal had said, I'm here whenever you need me. Mm-hmm. And Serkan is taking a boat up yep. on the offer already, yep. which so, I think is a really good sign. Yes, I love that. So Edda and Kiraz just kind of think it's really cute and sweet. Um, mm-hmm. And then everyone's starting to like look at Edda really weirdly, act weirdly. And it basically, uh, Parole makes it. She's like, oh, it's just because, like, they all heard the rumors that you're back together. And so people are just being Mm -hmm. weird and blah, blah, blah. So Ed is like, you guys, nothing's changing. It's fine. Like, work is going to be work. Please don't stress about this. Everything's good. Um, Right. Then a big thing of balloons comes in. mm -hmm. And Erdem is like, oh, those are the ones for Kiraz. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, yes. Don't worry. This is not for you. (laughs) This is for Kiraz. (laughs) So we get all these things that are the suit, almost yes. ruining yes. the surprise for Edda. Yeah, the suit. suit. Which Ingen winds up telling – because she's like, why does Sarkon have a suit coming? Like, mm-hmm. And, of course, Ingen's like, oh, well, it's from Denise for the port dinner. We're celebrating – we're celebrating, like, um, you know – the project, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, what? What right does she have to send him a suit? You know, of course it sends her mm-hmm. into a tailspin. Um, right. It's chaos. And I love it because I said, apparently shred the suit is the new drain the pool because mm-hmm. that's exactly what she does with the suit. She lets the kids yep. like tear it apart, color it, paint it. Because she's like, he's not wearing a suit that she sent. Like, right. um so poor Sarah Khan is out of a suit that he bought for himself to propose to her in. <laughs> so I love it. He does he does wind up asking her, like, what are you even doing here? Because you were gonna work mm-hmm. from home. And she's like, Well, I missed you. And he's like, I'm sorry, repeat that again. Like, yeah. And she's like, I missed you. And he's like, Well, I missed you too. 
Um, and then he asks if he can take her to dinner and she's like, I'm not going to some port dinner with you for Denise, blah, blah, blah. He's like, no, no, like that's a misunderstanding. Like I want to take you to dinner. Like I just want to celebrate our love. I want to take my Sevgilim out to, you know, and she's like, okay. So she agrees. Right. And well then after we get that, that, uh, Qatar call for mm-hmm. parole, um, Angin is kind of updating Sarkhan on how everything's coming together. Yeah. And then Denise actually comes into the office. Oh, my gosh. And yeah. she's got a reporter and a photographer, <laughs> and they wanted to interview her and Sarkhan. And Sarkhan's like, great, there's going to be a murder, right? And when we're about to get married, this is really wonderful. Mm-hmm. So Eda, of course, is like, what gives? What the heck are you doing here? <laughs> and she Doesn't decides you like what gives you the be... right to send a suit to a, like <laughs> yeah yeah but Sarkon has to kind of like take her away and he he you know passes over it because yeah. Denise obviously is confused because she never sent him any suit right but Denise is so, confused a lot so this works in our favor <laughs> right right Sarkon is able to you know roll somewhat over smooth it, it out easily mm-hmm. uh-huh so Edda decides to join them for the photo shoot, and of course, well, it's she was chaos. originally who they wanted, and Denise was like, "Oh, she's not available." Remember, <laughs> and I missed that. So the reporters were like, "Oh, Edda, Jim, like you're here. We originally asked for you, but Denise said you weren't available, so that I it would totally just be her and Sarkon." And Edda's like, "Oh, really? Well, you know what? I do have the time, and I will join you." <laughs> That is hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Stinking Denise. Stinking Denise. So. So they're doing the photo shoot and it's chaos because Denise <laughs> is just getting in front of Eda, trying to separate the two of them. Oh, my gosh. Just posing in front of Sarkhan. <sighs> um, then the photographer asks her to move out of the way. Uh-huh. Which is hilarious. And then the dinner gets mentioned. Yes. Which Sarkhan's like, oh, great. This fake dinner is yep. now mentioned. And of course, Denise is like, oh, if there's anything happening with the port project, I uh-huh. have to be there. Mm-hmm. So consider me coming. And Edda's a little confused because she thought she was already coming. But Sarkhan just tells her, look, I will deal with it. I will take care of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Edda leaves the room so mm-hmm. that he can take care of it. <laughs> but she's on the garden terrace, so she can totally see yeah. it. She just can't hear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Khan <laughs> <Sir Con laughs> explains, look, Denise, there's no, there's no dinner. Um, it's really just me. I wanted to take Edda for out because I'm gonna propose. <laughs> Stupid and, Denise. <laughs> She just hears propose and she's like, yes, yes, and like hugs him and all this stuff. And Edda's like, I mean, Sarkhan's just standing there like, what the actual? And Edda's like, what's going on? Like, ah. And Sarkhan's like, just wait, I'll handle this. And so he like looks at her and he's like, you heard me, right? Like, I'm not proposing to you. And she's like, what? And he's like, you you were there last night when I announced my relationship with Edda. Uh-huh. I'm proposing to her. I love her. And she's basically like, listen, my third husband proposed to me while he was still married to his other wife. Like, that doesn't mean anything to me. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Like, all this stuff. And he's like, okay, psycho. Well, that means something to me. So, like, right. yeah. Can you please keep it a secret and just help me out? Blah, blah, blah. Like, which she kind of agrees, but, like, 
kind of stomps out all like, hmm, like, right. you know. She ends up just leaving in a huff. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So then um, Edda kind of storms out and she's like, oh, no, spend the evening with her. See ya. Like, and storms mm-hmm. out. But comes back in. Um, a few minutes later, after Ingen has come in basically and said, like, tries to show him work stuff. And he's like, no, I want you to deal with it. Make the decisions. I just want to focus on this with Edda and, and pr- the proposal. Like, today mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not dealing with work stuff. So um, Ingen, of course, tried to also tries to distract him, like, uh, to, again, wants to keep him away from the troubled news of all the Qatar stuff. So he says something like, right. hey, bro, have you thought about, like, what if she says no and he's like, what? No, but now you know me, Ingen. I'm not going to be able to stop thinking about that. Da, 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 da. So it's just crazy. Ingen walks out. Edda comes back in two seconds later and is like, I'm sorry for being dramatic. Like, right. I know I know, and trust you. She just, like, gets under my skin, basically. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, I understand. I love you. I just want to take you to dinner. Like, I mm-hmm. just want to spend time with you. And so she's like, okay. And... They get all snuggly and almost kiss. And then we have, I said, Turkish Paul Revere, Karem, runs in. The Italians are coming. The Italians are coming. Mm -hmm. And basically, they need to see this whole overhaul of the project she's going to do. And it's going to take all night. So dinner's about to get canceled. And Serkan is like, oh, hell no. (laughs) Everybody drop what they're doing. He's just like... Stop working on actual art life projects uh-huh. and everybody is going to work on Edda's project because this must be done in uh-huh. two hours. One. And he Edda's does one of, hour. Oh and Edda's kind of like, um, sorry, don't you have other stuff that you need to get done? I will take care of it. Mm-hmm. I'll need your help. It's going to take all night. And he's like, no, 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 <laughs> no, we're going to divide and conquer with uh-huh. this thing. And they all get to work. They end up getting it done in record time. And yes. The proposal is saved by Serkan. By Serkan. And I love it because it's all finished. She's like, she walks up to him and she's just like, like, I, what has gotten into you? Like, why did you do this? And mm-hmm. he says, because I want to eat a lovely dinner with the love, my love, with the love mm-hmm. of my life. And I don't want to miss the sunset. And so she finally kisses him in the office in front of everyone. She gives him a cheek kiss because she's like, I won't forget this. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, if you won't forget this, a cheek kiss is lovely, but on the lips would be nicer. And she's like, <laughs> she kind of rolls her eyes and it's really cute because he just keeps yeah. trolling her for kisses. Um, so, so she has to do a quick meeting with mm-hmm. Italy to talk about this stuff. And she's kind of worried about what she's going to wear. But he tells her, don't worry, I'll figure that out for mm-hmm. you. Um, you'll have plenty of time. He ends up sen- sending Melo. And by the time she's done with her meeting, Melo has a dress for her. Um, Sarkon with Melo at this, though. Oh, I know. Yeah, it was really cute. He's like, you, you. He, like, grabs her her cheeks. cheeks. (laughs) And Melo Melo looks super, super taken. She's, like, a a little in shock. (laughs) A little like a deer in the headlights. But then she's really happy that he was Mm -hmm. so excited with her choice. Um because so she brings the – it is the white dress he got her in Paris, right? Like, is that – that's what we think from the five birthday gifts? Uh, oh, I, I didn't even think about that. So oh, you, it very well could be. That's what I hope. I hate that dress, by the way. Okay, listen. <laughs> I don't love it either. But in, like, if it's the Anna dress Green that he – Gables who with the puff, <laughs> puff sleeves. sleeves. How did she even fit through the freaking door? <laughs> 
I mean, I, d- don't get me wrong. Hyundai can wear anything, of course and she, she can. will look amazing. Listen, she I wore that pink all tutu of her wedding fit yes. this entire episode. She, but wears, I was like, because it's Hyundai, uh-huh. yeah, she, she still looks, looks beautiful. She looks amazing. Yeah. Um, but anyway, no, I I get it. I do. So other than the actual look of the dress, I was like, well, it's all white. So I'm just going with. I hope it's the dress he got her in Paris. For it, one of her I mean, missed, one of her missed birthdays, yeah, because um, we never really saw the whole thing. No, we didn't. Um, so anyway, sorry. Keep going. He sings Melo's praises. He just confirms that she truly is his favorite of all of her friends and is genuinely like an angel. Yes. Yeah. Um. So meanwhile, we we get some back and forth because Melo is trying to convince Kiraz mm. to come with her. But Kiraz is not really wanting to go hang out with Melo because mm-hmm. Ada had already promised her they would watch a movie that night. So she just keeps telling Melo, I want my mom. No, I want my mom. We were supposed to we, – we had plans. We're supposed to watch a movie tonight. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, interfering, Ifair and Idon mm-hmm. come because they want to see what's going on. They can't stay away. So they're trying to convince her to – well, Eda comes in. And this is after she has changed into her outfit and mm-hmm. Serkan has uh, drooled, drooled and, all mm-hmm, over her mm-hmm. and is in shock at how beautiful they, she is. Yeah. I do love that, though, because that's when she thanks him again and just says, I won't forget everything you did for me. And he mm-hmm. tells her, nothing I do for you will ever, like, anything I do won't be enough. Like, I'll always mm-hmm. continue to do things for you. And yeah. they actually share a very sweet kiss on the lips. Yeah. Um, and then, yes, they um, – he pushes his chair in before they leave and then they wind up down where Kiraz is and all the chaos is happening. Right. So um, Ada notices that everybody is there because <laughs> she's kind of like, what's going on? <laughs> because Serkan comes in um, – Sorry, Eda comes in first mm-hmm. and they explain, you know, Kiraz says that you guys are supposed to watch a movie mm-hmm. and you can see Eda feels bad because she yeah. says that's right and we keep our promises. So she is in a bad spot now because right. she's promised her daughter something, but her love wants to take her out for dinner. Mm-hmm. So she is going to have to make some sort of a decision well, Sirkan comes in and he takes care of it for her. And he tells Kiraz, come here. I want to go talk to you. And as they walk out, it does kind of like, what's going on? <laughs> Why are you all here? And they're all trying to cover up their tracks and talk about how it's very casual that they're all here at the same time. Uh-huh. And it's not for anything in particular at all. Um, and I loved that. After she walks out, they're all like, how many proposals have they had now? It's eight, five, right? Five? No, I think uh-huh. it's been eight. Is it four? Are we counting this? <laughs> the shade. I love it. <laughs> well, and even the shade towards the original stuff. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it just felt yeah. very... I, I like when shows can make fun of themselves. Yes. yes. I always appreciate that kind of self-deprecating humor. Yes. When it, it's laughing about a trope or about mm-hmm. past things that have happened right and those sort of sorts of callbacks and using them in a humorous way yes so i thought that was really funny 
Because, of course, as fans, we're all like, yeah, how many proposals have they had? Uh-huh. How many do we, times is it going to take? Yeah, do we and do we count the contract one? Because that's a proposal of sorts, even though we all thought it was a real engagement. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. <sighs> so, yeah, and their little Baba Kuz talk is so cute because he's like... It was really well, cute. I was just thinking how we haven't had a day for just the two of us. And she's mm-hmm. like, well, let's do it. And he's like, well, when should we do it? And she's like, tomorrow. And he's like, okay. Um, and, you know, basically explains to her, like, I know you and your mom had plans tonight and I don't, you know, and I don't want to, he doesn't want to ruin that. And he says, you know, and your mom of Mm -hmm. course doesn't want to. So of course she's ready to have the movie night with you. But I also have a really, really big surprise planned for her. And if you help me, I can make that surprise happen. And, you know, so he basically explains like, if you give us your permission, then we'll, you know, we're going to have our special day. Mm-hmm. We're going to do like, basically we're going to make up for it, you know? And she He's basically like, I'll is, give you whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I understand. And she goes, okay, well on one condition. He's like, okay, name it. She says, basically she wants endless giant amounts of chocolate. And at <laughs> this point, uh, Edda has walked in and kind of can overhear them. So mm-hmm. she can tell that he's basically, um, that he's basically convinced Kiraz to let him take her to dinner. Right. And um, and that she's wanting chocolate. And he's like, okay, you literally asked the one thing I can't do for you because that much chocolate isn't healthy. But I like, like – How many times do we talk about mm-hmm. health, <laughs> Kiraz? Uh-huh. So she changes her mind and this is so cute. I'm like, I, I do hope we get this because this would be adorable. Mm-hmm. Is that she's like, okay, fine. I changed my mind. I want to do a magic show together. And I love that because as we know, they both are little magicians. Yeah. And so he's like, and he's just, he loves that idea. He's like, I love that. We Let's do it. It's a deal. And he hugs her and he's like, oh, I love you so much. And she says, I love you more. And it's so cute. Really, really cute. So we get the beginning of the end of the episode (sighs) and we get the two of them in the car and they're driving um and they're they're just talking and Mm -hmm. um edda's kind of telling him look i always call you a workaholic but you put on a great performance today with doing the business dinner and to be with me Mm -hmm. and working in both work and love and i just appreciate that and sircon says and uh, from now on, there's only love. Only love. <laughs> he says, we're together now, so nobody can ruin this moment. And, of course, it was so hard for me to be like, is this real? <laughs> this is real, right? Uh-huh. They're not real. about to get into a car accident. <laughs> no, thank God, because this is not oh Erkan Jakush. This I'm is not you, a new writing duo taking over. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. With these freaking shows. Mm-hmm. Even though, logically, I know that I know. everything is going to be okay. I know. <laughs> I know. So he gets a phone call as they're being all mm-hmm. cute together. And he's like, You're, you've are you got to be kidding me again. This was very funny, very self-deprecating to Deezy's. He's like, are you kidding? I'm not going to answer. Never would I answer. And Ada's telling him, don't be ridiculous. You need to answer the phone. He's like, no, it's obviously not going to be good news. <laughs> so I'm not going to answer the phone. So she says, look, you talked nicely to the man last time. You, you need to answer or it's going to be rude. 
And this is kind of our cue that it's Kemal. Yeah. So <laughs> Serkan answers the phone mm-hmm. and Kemal tells him that he needs help immediately because he's in jail. Because <laughs> he got in a car accident and hit an electric pole and apparently that damaged public property and that gets you arrested. <laughs> right. And Serkan is like, he has so many other people he can call to help him. I'm not going to the <laughs> to Well, it's in Bay Coast, so it's like way on the other side of town. Like, right. Yeah. But Eda's like, you need to go help him. I know that we have dinner planned, but this is important. You need to help him. So Serkan finally relents and he says, fine. We'll Begrudgingly. Uh huh. <laughs> Quote, Brigad begrudgingly <laughs> so he turns around and the first thing they see is a truck mm. with a message on the back mm-hmm. and edda gets all excited because we know that she loves those she's like sarkhan look 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 and it says dear passenger there's love at the end of this road and she as they're driving she keeps seeing all these cute little mm-hmm. awesome things and as she's trying to point them out to Sarakon, he conveniently misses each one all of them the, so she sees the balloons the truck. she sees uh-huh. the balloons she sees a banner that says will you marry me fairy girl oh i love it <laughs> but each time Sarakon mm-hmm. is very successfully playing dumb yes and well, is like, oh, what? What do you? I, sorry, I didn't see that. It must not be that big of a deal. Uh huh. I love it because I was like, he's literally being the robot he was when she first met him. Like, why do I need to look mm-hmm. at the view of the ocean? I I can see the ocean all the time, and she, I've seen it once. You've seen it every time. She's like, no, it's always changing. Like, it was totally a callback to that. Only he's doing yep. it on purpose this time because he has changed in those aspects, and right. um. I love that all these all these small joys that he's missing out on are things that he's actually planted there for her. Like, I just love the full right. circle of it all. Like, these are things he genuinely would have missed or not cared about in episode one when we met right. him. Right. That would have brought her such joy. And he now knows her well enough to know these small, simple things are significant and bring her joy. And that's like, yeah, I just, anyways, well, I just... And and you bringing that up makes me curious if we had looked back to that episode when they're at dinner looking out mm-hmm. at the ocean, if it's the same thing that she says there mm-hmm. as she does here where she tells him, seriously, if you just take a look around, what beauties you will see. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, maybe that's a recycled line from mm-hmm. then where like you're saying we're getting sort of a parallel scene, but a very different Sarkon in yes. the situation. Yes, I love it. So eventually she's just like, okay, we're headed to dinner. Like I don't want to be frustrated that he's not seeing mm-hmm. this stuff because we are headed to do something together. But he's like, oh my gosh, like my chest hurts, my heart is squeezing, like, because he's stressed that they're not going to get to dinner. Well, supposedly stressed, they're not going to get to dinner (laughs) on time. So she's like, pull over, let's get some fresh air. So they pull over and she's, of course, absolutely worried because he gets out of the car, he's kind of clutching his chest and, you know, he's clearly had some very serious health issues. And, you know, so she's like, are you okay? Like, take a breath. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, I'm fine. And she's like, what should we do? Should we go to the hospital? And he mm-hmm. says, no. And she's like, are you kidding me? Like, let's go, Sarkhan. Like, you're not – like, you're not okay. And then right. he just stops. And, guy, the freaking way he looks at her. Like – I know. I, I know. It's, it's like this it, – It's 
too it's so freaking good it's, it's so, so good. good it's like you i can't even describe it but everybody who's listening has well, seen it so like i don't have to describe and, it but like and i i what i would say is that the way he looks at her validates the words that he's about to speak yes 100 oh, percent. it is the yes. proof in his face in mm-hmm. his eyes that everything that's about to come out of his mouth is 100% true. It's everything that he's feeling. Yes, because he's like seriously like, yeah, there's thought behind these words. There's Mm -hmm. absolute thought. And so she's not even noticing the way he's looking at her because she's concerned about him not feeling well. And she's like, no, let's just go to a hospital somewhere close by. And then she looks up at him and notices the way he's looking at her he mm-hmm. gets down on one knee, literally just in the middle of this random parking lot, and says, Edda Yildiz. And she's like, what? She's looking down at him mm. like, what are you doing? And then he says, the most beautiful star in the universe, the most beautiful woman in the world, the most magical fairy, you've bewitched me. I surrender my mind, my soul, and my heart to you. And I love it because earlier in the episode when they were in bed at the beginning, you know, and she's like, my soul is yours, my heart is yours. Yeah. So I love that he's echoing that back to her and then asks, will you marry me? And then (laughs) says like, by the way, if you don't say yes, I probably will have a heart attack and die right here. (laughs) And she's like, yes, of course, like get up, get up. And um. And they kiss and hug and she mm-hmm. and then the way she the tears in her eyes and the way she's looking at him, oh, her next line when she's like, if I could, I would marry you right here and now. And then of course we get him looking at her again. And then Oh my gosh. This I was this made the proposal oh, because uh-huh. I felt like the <laughs> I, I almost <laughs> This is so dramatic because I was about to say the years. No, but really, the years. The fact that we were robbed in our Kenji Kush. Yes. And and he says, Serkan's like, oh, sorry, you have something in your hair. And again, we're getting this call back to Magician Episode, yes. um, Episode three goes to tuck something behind her ear and he comes away with the flower ring. Thank God this man took it back to the jeweler, had it taken out of that stupid necklace setting. Thank God this was just written into the story that the original meaningful ring is actually the ring that she's going to be wearing. (laughs) I, the, the satisfaction that this, this brat yes. the, I was like the hurt that this healed the the yeah. tra- the ek trauma that this yeah. magnolia ring healed on my heart it's indescribable it is indescribable <laughs> but my heart has healed from that stupid drone proposal we got in air kenji kush with some rando, rando ring. ring yep <laughs> that that uh because I know that ring has been through hell and back. And yes, you mm-hmm. could justify a new ring for a new beginning and a fresh start. But right. I think the fact that that ring has been through hell and back was changed into something it really wasn't meant yep. to be and then changed back to its original form yep. says everything. Yep. And, you know, she didn't have this huge reaction to like, oh my gosh, what the heck? You've had this ring this whole time. And, you know, sure, would that have been nice? Sure. I would, I 
I would have loved seeing her be like, what the heck, that ring. And who knows, we might see that next episode where she's like, I was so caught up in the, in like everything. What in the world? I thought this thing was gone forever. I, Mm -hmm. it fell off of me when I did my telenovela dive off of a boat. Um, (laughs) And so I'm not bitter about that. Um, And so... You know, so yeah, just, I, I mean, she just got proposed to. But yes, so she just got proposed to. And she, then she's like, I love you so much. And then her daughter comes running out yeah. in this adorable little dress. There, there's a lot happening here. Yes. So and she's like, Kiraz. Like, I, mm-hmm. I just love that he anticipated. First of all, here's the thing. I love that this was so simple. There was nothing flashy about it. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? How, like... Like they asked, how many proposals have we been through? We didn't right. need an airplane piano bar. We didn't need that done again. Like right. that was that was beautiful for what it was in those episodes. We didn't need that regurgitated. Um, right. We needed something. And I'll, I'll read it when we're done. I'll read a thread that was on Twitter that perfectly describes why this kind of simplicity was perfect for Edda and Sircon. Mm-hmm. Um but especially at this point in their relationship. Especially at this point in their relationship. And I love because again, this felt kind of like, yes, I love that he anticipated the fact that she was like, if I could marry you right now, I would. And he already had that planned. But I also yeah. love that he's like, Yeah, I think I've seen this film before and I didn't like the ending. So like we're we're not gonna take any chances we're by doing having this now. Yeah. We're engaged <laughs> and then we're married. Like we're not doing mm-hmm. this engagement and wedding planning. We're getting yep. married. Um yep. So, yeah, so Kiraz comes out and she's got mom's bouquet and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And they walk in and she sees everyone there and she's like, what the heck? Like, and, yeah. you know, and she's like, so are we going to get married right now? And he's like, well, only if you want to. Otherwise, we can just have a big dinner with everyone and go home. Mm-hmm. And she just and smiles. everybody's like, no. Uh-huh. <laughs> but she smiles. And this right here where she says, what did I do to deserve you? Mm-hmm. Did you hear that thunder? Yes. Wow. I warned Ashley, I think, off. I don't think we started recording yet, but I said we've been having thunderstorms on and off all day. So I was like, uh, our listeners might get a little peek at the thunderstorm I'm experiencing. So um, that's all that is, guys. Anyhow, um, so when she asks him, what did I do to deserve you? Mm -hmm. That, like, that to me was so much more important than the seemingly just sweet line that it was because this entire time – Literally from day one, Mm -hmm. Zircon has never felt worthy of her. He's Mm -hmm. always felt she's deserved better. He's always felt like he needed to be better that, you know, I mean, for goodness sakes, how many times did he break up with her and leave because he really truly was like, she deserves better than what I'm giving her. Right. And so just the fact that everything they've been through, the things that she could hold against him, to me, this says not only does she actually truly forgive him. Like, mm-hmm. when she said, let's forgive each other and let's both be in this, she meant it. It's legit, yeah. Yeah, because, like, what better thing for him to hear than, like, how how are you, like, you're so perfect for me. Like, what did I do to deserve you? I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I really love that that was, like, the last line that was said of this episode before, yeah. you know. Um, because, yeah, I just felt like those are the things he needed He needed to hear. That says, like, you are worthy. I did meet a man worthy of me. Your birthday wish did come true. Like, you know, all this right. culmination of that. Um, <laughs> it's, it's getting stormy, guys. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, I, I loved the whole ending. I thought mm-hmm. it was perfect. The fact that they're just going to get married right away. I was yes. like, this is beautiful. This is what mm-hmm. we needed. <laughs> yep. Just get them down the aisle and get them married right away. I agree. So obviously next episode we're going to be able to see them starting mm-hmm. their little married, married life, life as a full-fledged family. Yep. I love it so much. So I just wanted to read um, from MZ Rants on Twitter. It's just a short little thread. But she basically says the proposal, an extremely hectic day where Sarah Khan and company focused and put all his energy to prepare for the proposal. Um, it leads to something simple and sweet. And what's funny is as simple and sweet as this was, it was very significant. And here's the thing. It still took a lot of work. He had to arrange the timing oh, yeah. to get behind that truck. Like, so that's what's funny. It There was nothing like... This was not lazy. This was not, you know what I mean? Like, this was so significant. No, not at all. In its simplicity. So she goes on and says, Simplicity has been one core element of Ed Sarah's love story. In real life, mundane things, those matter a lot and what stay in your memories. It shows care, etc. For example, Sercon's intimate birthday. They sat on the stairs and she gave him a globe after they ate in a Mahale soup restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, the lemon water... Ed does minimal dressing at the fake engagement, which was pointed out how simple she was dressed, you know, when they Mm -hmm. just thought that was her getting ready dress. Um, The old edition of The Little Prince with Edda's drawing. Um, The mood mug, the Christmas bracelet, the magic trick necklace, the fact that she just brought him a cup of tea in episode two and that was such a big deal. Um, the guitar pick meaning so much to her, him just giving her the guitar pick after, you know, playing the guitar for her, the little mm-hmm. tiny flower from behind her ear in episode 14 that was just at a work breakfast, the architectural pen peeling off her bread crust at a breakfast. These were all very small, simple things that mm-hmm. hold much bigger meaning. So she basically concluded it by saying, Sercon knows that Edda cherishes and values such sweet mundane things And hence, Mm -hmm. he dropped these, quote, simple mundane hints on the way. Mm -hmm. And of course, she noticed all of them. He knew she would. Yeah. So I'm like, honestly, you know, and whether this was original, like, you know, the stories change shapes and forms so many times. Um, Sure. So whatever it is that led to this particular version of the proposal, like. Right. It really worked for me. Like I, uh, me too. I just, um, I really loved it, and it felt very Ed Sarah. It felt very appropriate yes. for, like you said, where we're at in the story. Um, and um, yeah, it's getting loud like that. Like shuttered the windows a little. Um, so yeah, I just, ugh, I loved it. I really loved it. Like that whole final scene was just Chef's kiss for me. Like. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good point just about their relationship. And I think that also part of, like, I the, I don't know. I'm sure that part of the planning for this particular proposal, they're having to take COVID into account and sure. safety regulations yep. and different things. Maybe there are certain things that they couldn't really pull off because of the environment that they're having to film in right now. Because mm-hmm. um, Central Kakuma has always been very much, compared to other DZs I've watched, like mm-hmm. they've been very COVID um, aware. Like mm-hmm. you don't see crowded restaurants, whereas at other, and I'm, and, and I'm not dissing anyone. It's not a diss. It's just a fact. Like 
like when I first started watching Marashla and like there's all these really crowded scenes a lot and stuff. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize like really how much like this particular show is taking that into account. So anyways, sorry, keep going. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, you know, I I think that's something that we should take into account as we watch these shows because they are still producing shows in a pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, But regardless, I agree with you and – with that girl's thread, I think mm-hmm. that throughout their relationship, it has been the small things. And yeah. it this really showed how much Serkan knows Eda mm-hmm. and knows what is meaningful to her. Yeah. And it it's really a thoughtful proposal. Absolutely. Um, I, I think I'm <laughs> – I'm probably a little biased because it reminded me of my proposal mm-hmm. because my second proposal. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you want to know why I got two proposals, you can listen to our love stories episode. Yes, you can. <laughs> two proposals, um, same guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Current husband. Yes. <laughs> um, because Eric did something very similar. Yeah. He, he put things that were indicative of our relationship and the two of us and things that we both really love. Mm-hmm. Um, he had our song playing in a record store when we went in there. They agreed to do it for him. He had stuff posted up all around this route that we were walking mm-hmm. um, that I was like, oh my gosh, look at that. <laughs> like, like, what are the odds? <laughs> <laughs> So it was – and and for me, it was like once I realized what was mm-hmm. going on, then it was made it all the more special because yeah. then it's like you know mm-hmm. that the, the person that you love understands these things about you right. and cares about you even with the small things because yep. in the end when you're in a long-term relationship – you're not going to have big, huge moments all the time. No. A lot of it is just living life and doing life together yep. and figuring out those daily things and those small moments where you laugh together or you have a hard moment and you work through it mm-hmm. or all of those things. So I really think that after all the stuff that they've been through, we know that they've been through a ton of drama and a hardship ton. together, mm-hmm. that something like this – is just really beautiful in its simplicity yep. and less think, is more exactly mm-hmm. exactly so that's that's my take i, I love that i was well, really happy with it mm-hmm. i was really happy with it me too i like i just was smiling so much this like yeah. throughout this episode like from the beginning just the opening scene and like i just found myself like because i watched it really late i had like i had gotten back to my mom's house I like took a shower. So then I like, after I take a shower, I'm just kind of like get a little bit of a second wind for a little bit. And you can either like capitalize on that or just be like, no, because in a little bit I'll be calm and then I'll be ready to go to bed. Well, I capitalized right. on it. So I was like up super late. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch the episode. I wasn't going to, um, mm. but the subs, you know, the regular subs had dropped and I was up until four in the morning. Like, Jeez. And I thought, I'll just watch it till I fall asleep and then I'll pick up where I left off. I watched the whole thing because I just was like, I was just so smiley throughout it. And like, just, I felt so happy and, but in like such a simple way, it wasn't like a, let me shriek and scream, like kind of a thing. It was just like a simple kind of happy. And, you know, I think it's, I think it's important to point out, like, it's really easy to like, you know, we live in a world where 
you know, romance novels and movies and DZs and TV shows. Like, it's really easy to get caught up in these huge grand gestures mm-hmm. and big things. But if right. every single moment is a, quote, bigger grand moment, then right. no moment is actually a bigger grand moment. Like, right. you know what I mean? Yep. So, yep. yeah. It diminishes those mm-hmm those moments that really are big yes yep yeah so anyhow um that's that on that (laughs) so um i've only watched each of the fragments like once i haven't really been like i just haven't i like if if they're posted like in our group or whatever i i watch them but i haven't really been like oh let me watch that fragment 18 times and try to dissect or figure out what the heck's going on um yeah so i've only seen each one once but from what i recall basically we do find out that, like, Sarkon's going to find out about the bankruptcy, seemingly from Kiraz, who's like, yes. you're going to sell my pony. And he's like, no, I would never do that. What are you talking about? <laughs> and she's like, well, you're broke. And he's like, what? Um, but we also get the picture that this wedding does happen. Like, yeah, they are celebrating. Oh, yeah. They are, like, there are rings on their fingers. It looks like we even get a honeymoon, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the marriage is happening, people like we mm-hmm. are set. Um, and then of course we're going to have to deal with, there has to be some kind of conflict for them to overcome. Um, right. And but it's it lo- Denise's last episode. It's, so yes. she's obviously going to cause drama and yes. then exit the show. Right. right. Um, so I think what's going to happen is cause it seems again, just from the fragments, like she's basically like, she has the ability to save the company in some form. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it with seemed, her money. seemed that way. And, yeah. you know, but she basically is like, but Sarah Khan needs to spend the entire evening with me kind of a thing. Right. Because we all know she doesn't care if he's married. If I mean, her, she said her third yeah. husband proposed to her while he was married. So clearly that's not an issue for her. Um, right. And it seems like Ed is basically like, well, I trust you. So, like, if this mm-hmm. is what it takes to save your company, please don't worry about me. Go, like, because she knows he's not going to cross any lines. Um, right. But there's pro- obviously going to be some spying because she's right. not going to be able to not know what's no. going on because she may trust Sarkon, but she doesn't trust Denise. Absolutely. Yeah. So what I think, though, this is all setting up for, I mean, this is just me predicting, but um, I think what this is setting all up for is for Sarkon to, like, when faced with, again, a really crappy situation, like... We're going to be bankrupt. That's going to drag Edda down. That's going to make her and her, you know, career look bad, blah, 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 like being attached mm-hmm. to me. This would be something that past Sercon would find a reason to run away, break up with her, like distance himself from her because this right. is he would just only see how this is going to reflect badly on her. So I think what's going, this is a setup for is basically for him to actually live out, hey, I'm not choosing work like I'm not choosing work over you. Like mm-hmm. in the past, he's, I mean, he would just use it as an excuse when he wasn't actually choosing work over her. But, um, you know, with f- episode 14, when it was his parents or who killed her parents, essentially like, mm-hmm. oh, I choose work. That's how I'm breaking up with you. When he thought he couldn't have kids and that his cancer was going to come back and that she'd just spend her entire life being unhappy and taking care of him. Oh, I'm a workaholic. I just want to be focused right. on work and you're a distraction. You know, so this will be not only a chance for him to not actually do that, but to prove like I am choosing you, but I've realized this is how I've always chosen you, but this is how I actually need to choose you. I need to choose right. you by trusting that we can take take this on together mm-hmm. and that 
I am deserving of your love. I am, right. you know, be, and and vice versa. So I think that's what this is all building up to. Denise is going to do something psycho crazy. And he's going to mm-hmm. be like, I don't care if you have all the money in the world. Like, yeah. I'd, I'd rather sign away art life. I don't care about my company. I love my family. Like, goodbye. Right. So that's what I yeah. think this is building up to. Especially because yeah. in the 20s when he was like, I'd sign the whole company away to her if I if it meant, you know, uh, her happiness kind of a thing about right. Ada. So that's what I really think this is all building up to. I just think it's, of course, edited in a very dramatic fashion so that people are like, what the heck is going on? Um, of course. As, yeah, as fragments are. Uh-huh, yeah. As fragments yeah. are. They're always so, going to look crazier mm-hmm. than the show is actually yeah. going to be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyhow, so that's, yeah. that's where I think we're headed. And then, of nice. course, I think it'll wind up being Kimmel who probably saves the day and that will be something that maybe – Brings Bonds him and Sarah them. Klan a little mm-hmm. closer. Mm-hmm. So. For sure. Anyhow. Um, well, that's 47. Yeah, that's 47, you guys. Um, if you are looking for something to fill what will soon be the Senshal Kapama-shaped hole in your heart. Well, I shouldn't say fill because Senshal Kapama is its own thing. Every DZ is its own unique thing. But I have been watching Bot Oyunu, and mm-hmm. I love it. I'm finally caught up. I mean, I didn't watch today's episode because it just aired, but, like, I'm caught up otherwise. And it's so cute, you guys. Like, it's just fun and adorable, and there is angst, and there is um, – but not, like, at least so far, not, like, crazy angst. Just really, like, good but also comedic. And it's just – it's very – it's really cute. The The lead couple have great chemistry and banter and silliness and – all of that so I just yeah I was like I got it I'll just throw that out there as a suggestion if you need another summer DZ um add that one to your list so nice anyhow um yeah I think that's it um got more rain and thunder coming so we'll cut this short but in case the power or anything goes out and I lose my wi-fi uh, before this finishes recording so you guys know where to find us all over social media everything's in the episode notes you know that routine we say this every week so uh, thank you for sticking with us and we love and appreciate you all and we'll be here next week when we talk about volume 48 so until next time good host to call. Thank you.